Nation is calling for senior officers in the Bedfordshire force to be held to account for the race discrimination suffered by a sergeant who says he was passed over for promotion. An employment tribunal has awarded 48-year-old Sergeant Hamid Bara more than £200,000 in compensation. He says he was treated very unfairly. What nobody has recognised in all of this is that I'm the victim. I've been the victim of race discrimination and victimisation at the hands of very senior officers within the organisation. Officers who, rather than getting disciplined for it, have actually been rewarded and been promoted to higher ranks. Ed Miliband is preparing to tell his party conference that Labour would spend more on the NHS if it won next year's general election. The money would come from a mansion tax on homes worth more than £2 million. Airstrikes are being carried out against Islamic State positions in Syria by US forces, along with what the Pentagon calls partner nations. It's believed that several Arab states are among the countries taking part. Plans to bring a controversial large freshwater aquarium project at Bedfordshire appear over. Naira has now missed the deadline to submit detailed plans for the scheme, which was loaned around £4 million of taxpayers' money. More from Tony Fisher. The time limit for detailed planning permission expired this weekend, but I learned that Naira did try and extend that permission by a further three years. The public loan monies was made almost ten years ago in 2005, and since then nothing has happened on the land in question near Stuartby. A government spokesperson said it's now in active discussions with Naira about repayment of the loan and the security held over the site. Vandals have damaged an 11th century stained glass window at a Hertfordshire church. The damage was caused last month at the Church of St John the Baptist's at Piper's Hill in Great Gaddesdon. Police are appealing for witnesses. In sport, Milton Keynes-Dons host Bradford in the third round of the League Cup tonight, just a week after losing to the Yorkshire side at Stadium MK in the league. The weather, a chilly start but a largely dry and fine day with sunny spells, cloud increasingly later this afternoon, a maximum temperature 19 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties 525,600 minutes Today on BBC Three Counties Radio from 9, the JVS show with the big phone in, the hottest topic of the day and your consumer problems from 12, Nick Coffer with lovely GP Dr Ketten Bat here to answer your health questions from three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel and your stories. From seven. Three counties sport. With live commentary from Stadium MK as the Dons are in League Cup third round action against Bradford City. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. That, my friend, are known as production values. Boyle, are you paying attention? Always. Here we go. Kelly, are you paying attention? Yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> hey! Yeah! By the way, guys, there is no way that the first song we're going to play today is Adele rolling in the deep. What do you think we are? Right, I'm on this. Yeah? Two. Well, uh, uh, okay. What, what are you going to get? Oh. We're going to come together. And decide. It's only four minutes past six. No one listens to this bit of the show. I could just be sat here saying bum, 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 for all I care. Right!
I can't find it. My brain mapping isn't working. Right, you need to sort that out because we're going to be using that quite heavily. Yeah, no, 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 no. Hang on. Um, no, man. That's not it. Hang on. All right, Ian, I like you. No, no, no. My brain mapping is... No. Oh. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hello. Boom, 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 boom. There we German, go. I thank you. Coming up on the show this morning, missed targets, lost opportunities, and a young lady with a little extra something. And no, she doesn't work for the Halifax. They probably wouldn't give her a job looking like that. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Here's the original Adele. Nobody can tell you There's only one song worth singing They may try and sell you are there in a year, Just? Um, I don't know. You tell me. Sorry? I don't know. Days in a year. Hundred? No. <laughs> that actually happened yesterday. That actually happened yesterday. Do you still believe that, Boyle? And uh, he still maintains he knew when he was just joking it's and being showbiz about it. But yeah. It's embarrassing. Oh, well, Paul had... Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
Exciting news, guys. Yes. We are days away from the anniversary of the opening of the Luton to Dunstable guided busway. Oh, hang on. We're one day away from the grand opening. Yeah. Two days away from the first bus trundling off to so, Dunstable. So when do I get to play my fanfare? Well, next three days. Isn't when it? do I get to play this and we all dance around the studio? <laughs> When do we get to play that to celebrate? Um, um, Thursday. Okay, all right. So I just can't a wait. Little tease. <laughs> Until then, got some bad news. It's not been going brilliantly on the guided busway. We've brought you tales of cars getting stranded, Muppets chancing their arms, um, what else is that? Confusing signage, as well as the ongoing saga... Boom, 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 boom. Of that <laughs> noise that's been driving local residents crackers. Well, the council insists these are just teething problems. Passenger figures released today, though, tell a slightly different story. Justin, you've been crunching Ooh. the numbers, haven't you, Just? I have indeed, you, you cheeky shaven monkey, you. Uh, the headline <laughs> yes. is that uh, 3,800 trips have been made on the route every day. Uh, that falls well short of the 9,000 daily journeys predicted in the business plan for the project. Now, of course, the councils, uh, they're being upbeat about this, yep. uh, telling us that uh, just under 1,040,000 people use the busway up until the end of June this year. But there's still no denying, when you look at these figures, well, the original business plan, 9,000 trips a day, and what we've got is 3,800. So uh, less than half of what the taxpayers here were promised. Just give us a little recap of some of the problems it's had. Noise. Um, a huge, huge problem for some areas. Uh, here's what one local said to me, who lives just off Jeans Way in Dunstable. Quarter six in the morning. Boom, 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 boom. And oh, God, bro, you're awake. There this morning, I was awake at quarter of six this morning because of that boom, 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 boom. You're laying on your pillar, and it's like an amplifier, and the sound comes right the way boom, through boom, you. Boom, 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 boom. Especially six o'clock in the morning, quarter boom, six boom, in the morning, boom, you're boom, asleep, boom. and you're woken up with it. You don't want to be woken up at quarter six in the morning. Boom, boom, you boom, see, boom, it's boom. All, they're all nimbies. They're all nimbies. Not in my backyard. But of course, this is my backyard and I live in it. Boom, 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 boom. Having an absolute nightmare, clearly. Yeah. Uh, another issue has been cars getting stuck on the route. Oh, yes. Yeah. We've not talked about this for a while, have we? We haven't, but um, the guided tracks on the route, they stop cars from being able to use it. However, some accidentally got lost, and around three vehicles a week are getting stranded on the busway since it opened last September. And, of course, the signage, another big issue. Many of the cars that did get stranded, well, they said to us, I was only following my sat. Nav. This then led to the council spending £600 a week on a large flashing sign to warn drivers and eventually installing bollards to stop them from getting onto the route. Well, we're almost a year on. We'll be having a party on Thursday. What have people been saying about it? Ian, it's one of those talking points. Um, you either love it or you hate it. Here's what people in Lucent had to say about the busway. We've got no reason to use it, really. I mean, we know it's there. We know it's had its problems. But other than that, we can't say that it's a good service because we haven't used it. Well, I haven't been on it, but my sister-in-law got stuck up it um, and caused a load of damage to her car. Um, I think the signs are insufficient. Um, perhaps they've improved a bit more lately. I haven't really been through the town in my car recently, but I just don't think 
it's particularly well signposted. It's great. I use it because I go to Dunstable College every now and then. And it takes me five minutes to get there. And it's always on time. It's fantastic. I think it's a good idea. I'll be honest, Just. If you get if you drive your car up there, you're a little bit of a plum. Yep, you are. I think I'll go along with that. But I think it, it doesn't take away from the issue that this project costs £90 million. Yep. Uh, the figures compared to the business plan are way out. And that's just going to give people on the streets again more negativity. People saying, we told you it was a waste of money. Justin, can we speak to you in about 40 minutes? Ooh. I know you've got a busy day today, but I want to f- try and find... I-, I really want you to uh, work hard today. Yeah, no problem, boss. You just looked a little bit, little bit too laid back when you walked into the office this morning, and I, I want to knock that out of you. What? Coming in with coffee for you? Yeah. Making coffee for you? Yep. Editing audio for you? Yep. And then going out into the streets for you? Yep. You looked a little bit too, a little bit too uh, relaxed, and so oh. I, I really want to beat that out of you. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Cheers, my dear. Thank you very much indeed. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties right. Radio. I am... I am trying to speak to Justin Dealey there about the Luton to Dunstable, or Dunstable to Luton. Guided busway, yeah. and you two are co- twitting around in there like nobody's busy. What the hell is going on? Kelly's equipment fell off the table. <laughs> so I retrieved it. Um, Kelly, your explanation, please. My equipment fell off the table, mm. so Kath retrieved, retrieved it. She retrieved it. it. It sounds a little bit too rehearsed, apart from that bit there. A <laughs> little bit like goes. you'd been practising that. true story. True story. True life. Hashtag. Oh, sorry, I'd love to chat. But, yeah, we've got a call. Um, oh, blimey. 08459 455 555. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Have a check on the motorways. Looking good on the M1. Can't see any problems on the cameras northbound and southbound. Looking good on the M25 as well. M40 and the A1M moving along very well. No reported accidents or incidents across the three counties from the police. And uh, as for trains, they're looking good. Uh, just checking the departure boards. Yeah, can't see any problems for early trains and no particular problems for tubes into London. James Worley, BBC Three Counties Radio. James, thank you very much. 6.15. It is Tuesday, is it? Yes, the 23rd of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The number of passengers using the £90 million Luton to Dunstable guided busway is still well below council predictions, according to the latest figures released ahead of this week's first anniversary. The National Black Police Association is calling for senior officers in the Bedfordshire force to be held to account for race discrimination. And Ed Miliband will promise today that Labour would increase spending on the NHS and pay for it with a new tax on homes worth more than £2 million. All right, Ed. BBC Three Counties Radio. Big tour. Where are we this week? Ah, St Albans. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's friendly. To me, it feels like a giant village. It's brilliant. The community's there. It's a little bit of London in the countryside. All this week, we're exploring St Albans. The oldie-worldie appeal, the peace round by the park. Telling everyone about where you live. I think it's a very friendly area. Don't have to go too far, and you're out in the country, and you can walk for miles. A bit of history here and there. 
there, nice green areas. Oh, I love to go down the lake, have a little walk around. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Push the boat out, over-mortgage yourself and come and live here. From BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, a song from Stevie Nicks. Family, there was 
retired Bedfordshire police officer says racial discrimination stopped him climbing the ranks, and it would seem the law agrees. Last week, 48-year-old Harmit Barra was awarded more than £200,000 in compensation at an employment tribunal. There are now calls for senior officers to be held to account for prejudice he suffered. Well, our reporter, Catherine Boyle, has been following the story. Catherine, what's happened in this case? Well, Harmit Barra, who was Sergeant Barra before he retired, says he was continually passed over for promotion by the force and in the end had to go to this employment tribunal where he represented himself. He told the tribunal he spent seven years trying to get things sorted out internally, but nothing ever happened. He joined the force when he was 18 and spent 31 years there, got to the rank of sergeant, but was uh, hoping eventually to become a superintendent. But he says it was just um, his hopes were dashed at every turn. He says it's been devastating. What nobody has recognised in all of this is that I'm the victim. I've been the victim of race discrimination and victimisation at the hands of very senior officers within the organisation. Officers who, rather than getting disciplined for it, have actually been rewarded and been promoted to higher ranks. Now, he also believes he's not an isolated case and says there are other officers who are also suffering this kind of discrimination. There are other cases, there's other officers who have been treated uh, less favourably and the problem is they're too afraid to come forward. They're too afraid to come forward, they have many years to go in the police and they're worried about how this will affect their careers. There's been other cases which have been settled out of court through judicial mediation, and the force still have other cases going against them. You're going to be talking to uh, Sergeant Barra about this case later on in the programme. What have the police said about this? Well, they say they'll be learning lessons oh, from the case. That le- lessons will be learnt. OK, guys, right. And they, uh, uh, they argue that there is no evidence that other officers have been victims of racism. Deputy Chief Constable John Boucher says they're getting further legal advice before they decide on any disciplinary action. Now, these incidents were a number of years ago. Many of the people involved, and I make no comment around guilt or responsibility, have left the organisation. There's always two sides to every story. The judgment doesn't reflect well on Bedfordshire, but I can assure you everything I've seen and speaking to various people in Bedfordshire and the communities that I've met since I've been here, everybody is very positive about the work that Bedfordshire Police are doing to make sure the communities trust in what they do. Interesting, he says there are two sides to every so- story. When it, w- it would appear there's, there's one side to this story because the court has, has found that Mr Barra had uh, suffered racial discrimination. Very interesting comments. He does say that they will learn from this case and move on. People of Bedfordshire can be reassured that we as a force and all of our staff are determined to serve them. Whatever the diversity of the community and whoever in the community, we just want to help the people that we serve. And we will learn from the judgment. We'll make sure that Mr Farah helps us learn from the judgment. And I think it's just time to move forward. Uh, What about the calls for officers to be called to account? Yeah, the president of the National Black Police Association, Francine Jones, says she'd like to see senior officers held account for subjecting Mr Barra to both discrimination and victimisation. In a statement on their website, she says she wants to see Bedfordshire Police show the community it serves that it takes any accusations of race discrimination and victimisation seriously. I know that um, uh, Mr Dealey has been out on the street asking uh, people if um, they think that their colour or their ethnicity has held them back at all. I'd be interested if anybody listening to this feels that because uh, they are whatever colour that that they have been treated differently and and perhaps not risen as high in their profession as they think they they perhaps should. Well, I mean, Bedfordshire Police are keen to say that a lot of this happened historically, but Sergeant Barra would argue that no, he's only just retired and it's still happening now so it'd be interesting to get the picture from people who, who are experiencing it, or not, you know, it may not be happening. Yeah, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number.
Gonna sing you an old country song from the heart, so I can cry your name, call you when I'm sad. When you have gone and run so far from me in the tree, so. Walking down that old country lane, drops of rain call upon the ones who call your name. Will I see you again? And please just come on back home to me, so I'm not all alone. Gonna sing you an old country song from the heart, from the strings of this old rusty guitar. I um, you'll be pleased to hear this. Um, I've forgotten her name. The girl in there. Kelly. Kelly. Hello. I quite like uh, Jake Bug. Wow. You've been banging on at me for about a year. Longer than that. Okay, you've been banging on at me for about a year and a day (laughs) to enjoy Mr Bug's music. I've poo-pooed him. Yeah. But um, I I quite like him. I think he sounds like Donovan. Uh, No, 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 no. Yeah, he's doing that voice. No, Donovan is um, softer. I mean, Donovan is a a plum. We'd all agree with that, wouldn't we? Oh, but catch the wind. Atlantis. Atlantis, the lost city underneath the water. Atlantis. That's not a bad Donovan impression, is it? I don't know if he ever says those things. You're about 40 years out, though, aren't you? Atlantis, the lost city underwater. Atlantis, the lost city underwater. (laughs) I don't know if he's ever said those words, but Donovan... Atlantis, the lost city underwater. That's quite good, Donovan. Can we get... I don't really get the reference. No, I don't. It's Atlantis, the lost city underwater. Well, right, I, I think Atlantis is, but why right, would he be talking I about it? I think, Donovan, Kelly, mm. your mission during the travel and the news is to A, not fall asleep, mm. B, mission two, because I think you're good enough to handle two missions. I'm sure Donovan did a song called Atlantis, the city underwater. <laughs> uh, can you find it? We'll play it and we'll compare my impression with the real Donovan and we'll let the listeners decide. OK. Atlantis. Oh, the- it's called The City Under Sea. Atlantis, the city under the sea. (laughs) (laughs) Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, thankfully. We seem to be doing all right on the roads. I'm not aware of any major problems, any accidents or incidents. The M1 looks pretty good. The M25, just a little busy anti-clockwise. Junction's 21 to 20, so from the M1 to Kings Langley. Nothing else on the speed sensors, thankfully, uh, at the moment. The centre of Hatfield's looking a tad busy for some reason. And there's that ongoing work on the A505, just off the A5 between Dunstable and Eaton Bray. Train services, thankfully, seem OK. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The number of passengers using the £90 million Luton to Dunstable guided busway is still well below council predictions, according to the latest figures released ahead of this week's first anniversary. The 2008 business plan anticipated 9,000 trips a day. However, there are just 3,800 in figures up to the end of June. The National Black Police Association is calling for senior officers in the Bedfordshire Force to be held to account for race discrimination. An employment tribunal has awarded 48-year-old Sergeant Hamid Barra more than £200,000 in compensation. And Ed Miliband will promise today that Labour would increase spending on the NHS and pay for it with a new tax on homes worth more than £2 million. Three Counties Sports BBC Three Counties Radio Milton Keynes-Dons host Bradford in the third round of the League Cup tonight, just a week after losing to the Yorkshire side at Stadium MK in the league. Manager Carl Robinson says he'll make changes to the side which beat Crew 6-1 on Saturday. So one or two changes will be made, three or three possibly changes, um, because we want to freshen things up a little bit and we've got, we've got a massive game away on Saturday. Mm. I'm sure I need everyone to be at it and ready and ready to go. We were well beaten here last Tuesday by the, by the team that were playing. Now, that's the truth and we need to make sure that we don't do it again and there's commentary on MK Dons versus Bradford in tonight's three counties sport from seven tonight's other third round ties include Arsenal versus Southampton and Liverpool versus Middlesbrough Watford say they expect head coach Oscar Garcia to return to work this week after a week long stay in hospital after he suffered chest pains and former Manchester United defender Phil Neville says it will take at least a year and a lot more money before his former club can be considered as genuine title challengers again and all United have spent 150 million I think there's another two transfer windows of similar amounts of money needed to spend maybe 100 million to get it right because there's still key positions in the team need filling I think the I think the centre back position is obviously the key area holding midfield player or a centre midfield player needs readdressing so I think there's another two transfer windows before United are actually can start thinking about winning a league title and the boss of the Milton Keynes Red Bull team Christian Horner says reliability at Mercedes still gives his drivers an outside chance of winning the world title Daniel Ricciardo and Sebastian Vettel are 60 and 117 points behind Lewis Hamilton with 150 still available BBC Three Counties News and Sports the next full bulletin is at 7 If you hear a whisper give us a shout Ian Lee BBC Three Counties Radio Atlantis, the city under the sea. That is spot on. You want proof? Yeah. Here we go. Atlantis. Here we go. The city under the sea. Here we go. The continent of Atlantis <laughs> was Isn't a- it? Isn't it good? <laughs> before the great flood. Wow. We now call That's good, isn't it? Ocean. It is, actually. Atlantis. So great an area of land, but from her western shore... He's trying to be like Noel Coward and Bob Dylan at the same time. ...journeying to the south... Atlantis. ...and the North Americas with ease... ...the city under the seas... ...ships with painted sails... This is the... It, I, the east... Hang Africa... Oh, what? Was Africa... To the East Africa. Of sea miles. Is he going to start singing in a bit? Or I think he does. I think he starts singing in about four the minutes. Egyptian age is but a remnant of the Atlantean culture. He's a bit pretentious. Just a tad. The antediluvian kings colonised the world. How many other songs have the words antediluvian kings? Logical dramas in all legends from all lands. It starts rocking out a bit. From fair Atlantis. 
Atlantis. Here we go. It's going to start rocking out now. Knowing her fate, Atlantis no, still going on. ships to all corners of the earth. Here we go. Board with the twelve. The poet. I mean, he is rubbish, Donovan. There's no. I quite like Catch the Wind. Ah. And the other so-called gods of our legends. Atlantis. Oh, gods they were. It's a good impression, isn't it? Turns out, guys, it's not bad. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. He's gonna start rocking out now. Let us sing and dance. Here we go. Singing and dancing. Gonna drop the beat. Atlantis. Atlantis. Oh. Atlantis. Could be me playing the piano as well. This bit's quite good. I'll shut up. Plum, isn't he? Just a, just a little one. But it was a good impression, wasn't it? Yeah. Who can you do an impression of? You can do Cher. Well, no, not really. Go on, do it. Go, whoa, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Tabard's Nightclub. Please welcome, <laughs> it's the Cher Experience with Catherine Boyle. Well, I was born in the wagon of a travelling show. My mama used to dance for the money they throw. Man, listen, we're going to make money out of this. When Go to Vegas. Cher and Donovan on stage <laughs> together? This is awesome. Kelly, awesome? Okay. Yeah, thanks, Kelly. He's still going on. This bit's good. I just don't know why I have yeah, to do well, the uh, prolonged... He's ripping off Hey Jude here now. He just rips off everyone. For legal reasons, of course, he doesn't rip people off. But he just rips people off. Atlantis, the city beneath the sea. <laughs> <laughs> what you got in the papes? TV scientist, why my girl won't get a princess party. TV oh. anthropologist Alice Roberts we're talking about here. She's banned her four-year-old daughter from having a princess party to stop her becoming obsessed with girly stereotypes. Oh. Professor Alice Roberts, who's 41, I don't know why we need to know that, claims children acquire their traits from the way they're raised and as a result tries to avoid buying Phoebe too many pink toys or clothes. Shouldn't have called her Phoebe. The mother of two, who's married to another field arche- uh, to field archaeologist David Stevens, said from a very young age, parents are pushing their boys to achieve in a way they don't do for girls. I'm sure it's an unconscious bias. Even if we think we're not treating boys and girls differently, we often actually are. You mention her age. Yeah. Um, I know how old her husband is. I've not mentioned that. I was disappointed to find out that um, 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 Jamie um, Oliver. Jamie Oliver is younger than me. He's yeah. 39 years old. Mm. How the hell is, is Jamie Oliver younger than me? And he's got a little bit more money than me. Yeah. Talent? Ah. Yeah, that'll be it. <laughs> Front page of The Sun. Go. The Breaking Bad death plot. 
You've not seen Breaking Bad, no, have you? No, I haven't. I kind of know how it goes. I want to talk about this story, but I can't. I love... Si- <sighs> Kelly, Kelly, just listen... Oh, you're on the phone, don't worry. Just have a listen to this. Um, a lovesick woman tried to murder her mum by lacing her Diet Coke with poison in a plot inspired by TV's Breaking Bad, a court heard yesterday. Now, then we get to the name of the young lady. Tread carefully. That's her name? No. Oh. The last name is Patel. The first name is... I'm, I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. It's spelt. K-U-N-T-A-L. Now. I mean, where do you go with that? Where, 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 where do you go with a name like that? I'm suggesting, I'm not in any way condoning uh, uh, attempted murder, I'm suggesting that perhaps she was a little bit bullied at school. K-U-N-T-A-L, Patel. Maybe not everyone's as uh, potty-thoughted as everyone else. Perhaps, perhaps. In perhaps, this room. Perhaps nobody's ever noticed that name before. I don't know. What have you got, Kath? Uh, there's this. Sarkozy, gay marriage is humiliating for families. Oh, I'm not embarrassed My by family you. has been humiliated uh, recently, yes. Nicolas Sarkozy has ga- claimed that gay marriage humiliates families in his first TV interview since announcing a return to politics. Oh. Former French president, 59, wondered. Yeah. So he, he looks good for it. Well... Tiny. He's always looked like that, hasn't he? He's, he's un- Do you know how tall he is? He's four foot eleven and three quarters, and he keeps banging on about that three quarters. He Dans says, la Francais. He says he detested the way equal marriage was forced through by Francois Hollande's government last year. Mr Sarkozy has begun his attempt to be re-elected as president in 2017, said on French television, the government is humiliating families and humiliating people who love the family. Gosh. Well, speaking of people uh, who uh, love the family... Um, J'aime la famille. Uh, Jouer uh, football. Oh. Alicia Hessler, 21. Oh, right, yeah. She's once, twice, three times a lady because she's got three boobs. She's got three boobs. She's had one stuck on. A model paid £12,000 to have a third breast. Alicia Hessler, 21, was turned down by 60 surgeons before finding one to carry out the illegal opera. It's illegal to have a third boob added, is it? That is political correctness and health and safety gone mad. Body modifications. Her natural boobs had already been boosted to make them D-cup, so there was only enough room for her third boob to be a C. She said, I'm pretty happy with it. My main motivation is fame and fortune, and my ultimate goal is to get on MTV. I've been on MTV. OK, so when you're having an operation like that, you have to go through a psychological assessment. Yeah. I would say that that answer would would be the reason why... I mean, apart from the third boob, of course, would be the reason why a lot of surgeons would refuse to treat her. She doesn't look nuts. I'm starting a reality show called Jasmine's Jugs. Oh. Alicia has been disowned by her mum, who said, It's ugly. People are laughing because it looks so ridiculous. What's cool about making people vomit? Well, I, I would suggest, uh, Mrs Hessler, that uh, you really have no idea. I think, well done her. Really? I yeah. think it's a horrible shame oh. that a young woman would think that that's the only way to get attention. I tell you what, I tell you what, let's uh, go to impartial Kelly Betts. Kelly, your thoughts on Alicia Hessler, please. Is oh. this the three boobs, yes. yeah. Um I think if that's what she wants to do, she can Okay. So that's that's two one. Let's go to the sun says. Oh, I know what the it, sun's going to say. I don't Loves know how she's going to find bras. She's got one. She makes them herself. Well, the other oh. thing, the other thing is that she's Creative. got different size in the middle as she's got on the outside. So was she looking in the mirror one day and thought, "Oh, I, I want more." I know I can snazz this up. Oh yeah, how can I? Let's. We're going to go to impartial. Let's go to the sun says impartial. 
She's Brahmi. Brahmi. <laughs> Alicia Hessler may have a third too many breasts, but she's a saucer short of a tea set. That said, she's also disarmingly frank about her motive, fame and fortune. Hard not to marvel at such a front. So, wow. they're saying it's a good idea, so you're outnumbered. By the sun. Dennis? Good morning. Yes. How are you? None of your business. Well, last night you were on the television. I actually, I didn't look for you, just happened to catch it up and I thought, me, that's him. Yeah, I was, on, I was on the Alan Titchmar show yesterday. I know, and that woman next door to you, pointing with a finger, she could go to any school and frighten the kids to death. For those who missed it, I was on the excellent Alan Titchmar show yesterday, uh, arguing with Nick Ferrari and uh, that woman whose name escapes Sally. me. Sally. Um, about um, education, education, education. I was, I was all... What did you think, Dennis? Was I all right? You were right, because, oh. like you, I was a father. Yes. And I treated my sons OK. Yeah. I didn't, remembering that they were getting bigger and I was getting older. Yes. So you, you, this is sort of insurance. You don't get clumped when you get older. Yeah. So you look after your kids. But that woman next door, she could... Te- they want to clone her and take her to every school and no child will ever misbehave again. This is the argument for anyone who missed the excellent Alan Tishmar show. This was the argument that schools should reign with fear in the classrooms. And you said that it was more about respect, didn't you? And then Nick Ferrari said, well, well is there, they're the same thing, aren't they? I said, no, 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 they're not. I recorded another one, Dennis, yes. to be used in November. This is how fake TV is. I recorded one uh, that, just after that. We had to wear poppies. Right. OK. Uh, and I was better in that one. I got to meet Susie Dent from Countdown. Oh, he's lovely. The only thing is... Is he listening? No, not Ian? really. No. Yes, hello, Dennis. The only thing is, they underlined you as... To me... They, they did what, Dennis? Sorry? Right underneath you, when you were sat there, a line come up on it to say that you were a comedian and presenter, which means anything you say, they're not going to take any notice of because you think you're fooling about. And I'll tell you what, you might be a comedian, but you've never made me laugh. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. They're not there. Oh. Would you like me to quickly find some? Um, I mean, uh, does it... Can I ask a question to the listener, right? The the weather and the travel, does anybody really listen to it? Yeah. Who? Truckers. Apart from... It's not the 1970s. We're not in Smokey and the Bandit. Truckers don't exist anymore. Uh. Does any... OK, let's put this out, shall we? Does anybody actually pay attention to the weather and the travel on the radio? 08459 455 555. 6.45. It's Tuesday the 23rd of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The number of passengers using the £90 million Luton to Dunstable guided busway is still well below council predictions, according to the latest figures released ahead of this week's first anniversary. The National Black Police Force uh, Police Association is calling for senior officers in the Bedfordshire Force to be held to account for race discrimination. And Ed Miliband will promise today that Labour would increase spending on the NHS and pay for it with a new tax on homes worth more than £2 million. Here's the weather. 
Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's for some a misty and murky start. The Met Office has a yellow weather warning in place for parts of Buckinghamshire this morning. Um, some places reduced to uh, less than 100 metres of visibility, so quite tricky driving conditions for some. Others don't have any at all and will wonder what I'm talking about. If you have got it, it is going to lift fairly quickly. This morning it's looking bright and uh, rather fresh, actually. Temperature's down into single figures at the moment, um, so quite a fresh but bright start to the day. This afternoon we'll start to see a bit more cloud increasing, but it's still going to feel nice and warm. Sunny spells continue and a maximum temperature of possibly even 19, 20 Celsius in the sunshine. Overnight tonight it'll start off fairly chilly because we've got clear skies at first, so that's when we're going to get our coolest temperature. But through the middle part of the night a cold front moves south, bringing with it extra cloud or increased amounts of cloud and also some outbreaks of rain. That kind of puts a blanket across us, so things actually turning a little milder by the end of the night. But for the first part minimum temperature down to 7 Celsius in the countryside. For tomorrow morning uh, these outbreaks of rain should have uh, made their way south. We may still have a bit of cloud around maybe one or two spots but it is working its way south. Behind it we'll get some sunny spells perhaps maybe one or two showers uh, but for many of us it'll stay dry and temperatures reasonable in the high teens at around 18 Celsius. That's your forecast. Pete? Yes, my friend. Oh, hello. Do you, do, what do you reckon to the travel and the weather? Is it a waste of time? Well, no, because the, the travel uh, is quite important to me because you do it every 15 minutes and the important thing with the job that I'm in, I need to know whether the, uh, the motorways are clear. Uh, I need to know where the local routes are clear. So, yes, it is important. I'm not worried about the weather. It's going to rain. I mean, I'm in my vehicle anyway. Are you so, a trucker? No, I'm not a trucker. I'm a, uh, I'm a hackney carriage driver. Oh, I see. You're one of those gentlemen. So yep. the travel's important to you? Very much so, yeah. I think it is uh, to other people like us anyway. What do you think about BBC Introducing? Is that important to you? Of course it is. That's why I listen to it every day of the week. Oh. Ah. BBC Introducing. BBC Introducing. BBC Introducing across beds, hearts and bucks. This Thursday is BBC Introducing Day here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Three counties radio. And to mark the occasion, we'll bring you the best local unsigned music throughout the day. What you waiting for? No, what you waiting? Like George Ezra, Indy and the Vegas, Natasha North, Jack Garrett, James Bay and Annie Eve. From three, Roberto will be live from the Horn in St Albans to celebrate 40 years of this amazing live music venue. Before we lose our minds, have I been holding on too strong? BBC Introducing Day, Thursday, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. All day, all day, all day. 
a five minute break And that's all you take For a cup of cold coffee and a piece of cake People who've been working for 50 years No one asks for more money Cause nobody cares Even though they're pretty low And they're rents in arrears Matthew and Sam Matthew and Sam Matthew and Sam Matthew and Sam I've never been working all day, all day, all day Cat Stevens, before he went all weird, as my mum would say <laughs> Speaking of cats <laughs> Segway. I only found out recently that the word Segway wasn't spelt S-E-G-U-E-W-A-Y. And I've been sending emails with Segway Way. Mm. And also, sorry, just going back to Alan Titchmarsh, uh, we've recorded this one. It's weird we record it for November, uh, talking about the English language. Now, regular listeners will know that just a, a couple of weeks ago, Catherine taught me how to use the apostrophe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used it in a complicated sentence yesterday. Yeah, and the look of delight on his yeah. face was what every teacher wants to see. I got it right. But so I was brave enough to admit on this pre-recorded Alan Titchmar show that I'd only recently found out how to use the apostrophe, right? The audience made two noises. One of them was this. <gasps> and the other one was... Boo! No, you know what the... <gasps> was for? They're getting old. There's an apostrophe? Yeah. <laughs> they, I, was, I was booed and gasped. Uh, Nick Ferrari said I was disgusting. I was also Bill. Get this, Justin. Mm. Did the Alan Titchmarsh show yesterday. Did yeah. you? You don't mention it. Being very brave about I've it. I've got a question in a second about Big Al, by the way. OK, I'll, I'll answer any questions. Mm. Um, I was on with the Muppets... Mm. Um, and then we pre-recorded one, okay? And I was described as speaking on behalf of the younger generation. Yeah. Speaking on behalf Fantastic. of the younger generation. But you then I what? watched it, and you were. Yeah, uh, yeah, actually. I mean, is. the younger generation being the under fifties. Yeah, that's true. That's you, true. You got me to thank for that. Sorry. Because every day I take it to the streets, so you're always hearing the opinion streetwise. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. Cheers, Pete. That's why you are speaking up for the younger generation, because we are on the streets every single day for your show. Your name above the door. Okay, thanks. I'm not quite sure what he's just said there, but... uh... Anyway, speaking of cats... Yes, segue way. As the saying goes, a dog cat is a man's best friend, but for many it seems they're much more than that. Hang on a minute. No, Uh-oh. not for many, for Uh-oh. a few. Dog owners have admitted to calling their pet their baby in a survey with a quarter saying they treated their dog like their child. The poll of 23,000 dog owners also found that almost half confessed to letting their dog sleep in their bed. Oh, hey. Uh, 
Really, a dog in your bed. Right, what's your beef? Disgusting. Why? They lick their backsides. No, that's cats. They are also disgusting in beds. Uh, the cat, my cat sleeps in my bed quite freely. Velvet is in my bed. She's been a little bit of a pain at the Head moment. Head on pillow, arms out of the covers. She sleeps wherever she wants. But she started waking me up in the night to go in and out, which is annoying. Wow, you're like Geppetto. <laughs> <laughs> with the cat next to you in bed, with a little hat on. Justin, you, um, what's your dog called? Beasley? Uh, no, it's my mum's dog. Um, he's a lovely Bichon Poo, and uh, he is called Bailey. Very cute. He's had a new haircut. It's a bit too short for my liking, but uh, yeah, he's still looking funky. Does ba- does ba- ba- Bailey sleep on on beds? No, he occasionally sneaks up to the bedroom, but um, he certainly doesn't sleep in that bedroom. What no. is he doing there then? Well, he just goes up to to watch a bit of country file, things like that. Tiptoes up the stairs. Mm. Jeez, what do you think? What are your thoughts on animals sleeping on the bed? Um, I think it's okay for cats. I think it's wrong for dogs. What? what where, why the discrimination? <laughs> because I think cats are cleaner. Cat, cats do lick their own bums. Exactly. And that's great for them. They're clean. <laughs> they're fresh. Dogs can't do that. They can. They do. No. The dogs lick their own um, other bits. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But I just think cats are a lot cleaner than dogs. I used to have a flatmate whose dog used to only come in my room to drag itself along oh. the mats to clean itself. Just could you take this to the streets for us? Yeah, I'll take it to the streets. Absolutely. It and used uh, to look my- at me while I was doing it. Oh, no. The, the worst thing you can ever do is... is I have on occasion uh, caught the eye of my cat while she's doing a whoopsie. And both of us just look so embarrassed. <laughs> Honestly, we, we just look terrible. It's such a sad sight. Her poor little eyes. This, just this cat, this dog had defiance in its eyes, going, "Yeah." And my mum owns this place. I'm going to do this. You on don't your need rug to do the movement, mate. She had like her back legs. Oh, back Catherine, legs. please get up. And <laughs> <laughs> Big Al, a wig, yes or no? Sorry. Oh, Titchmarsh. Mm. No, 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 no. Sure. Yeah. Oh no, that's that's a genuine uh, he- full head of hair. Oh, he's got a good head of hair. Yeah, beautiful. D- definitely real. Yeah. And the ladies love him. You finished, Just? Yeah, I'm all done. Bye. Cheers, bye. There we go. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone. Stop doing the movement. I washed the rug and I got told off for it because it wouldn't lie flat anymore. There was a reason why it was lying flat. It was weighted down. Oh, for goodness sakes. I'm gonna get, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to get a song. You could talk while I'm getting a song. You, 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 you know, know what I'm going to say. What? That dog's face, honestly. It was looking at me like this. Yeah, you like this. This is what I'm going to do. In your room. Oh, for goodness sakes, you really are a thoroughly unpleasant woman, you know. Whenever I like. Disgusting. (sighs) One day you'll look to see I've gone. For tomorrow may rain, so I'll follow the sun. But tomorrow may rain, so I'll follow the sun. And now the time has come, and so, my love, I must go.
the sun. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts, and bucks. I lived here. Oh, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. It's all gone. It's all gone to uh, to cock. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Oh dearie me, Catherine. Yeah. What's the matter? Yeah. It's all um, nothing. <laughs> Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, the M1's beginning to busy up a little bit on the southbound approach to Junction 9, the turn for the A5. The A1 looks very slow south towards the Black Cat roundabout, and the Stevenage stretch starting to look very slow as well now on the southbound A1. M25 very slow anti-clockwise. Junction's 21 to 19 from the M1 round to Watford, and then 18 to 16 from Chorleywood to the M40, and it's very slow on the A405 as well on the roundabout off Junction 21A of the M25 at Bricketwood. At Bricketwood. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio. What did he say there, Catherine? Russell Holding. Sorry? Busy up. Yeah. I've heard of bigging up, but never busying up. Busy up? Deary, deary me. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, busway figures still well below council predictions. Beds police pledge after discrimination payout and controversial Naira scheme appears to be finally over. BBC Three Counties Radio. The number of passengers using the £90 million Luton to Dunstable guided busway is still well below council predictions, according to the latest figures released ahead of this week's first anniversary. The business plan anticipated 9,000 trips a day. However, there are just 3,000 in figures up to the end of June. Luton Borough Council described the first year as encouraging and say the busway's use is to be extended to include a service to Leighton Buzzard and Milton Keynes. There are mixed views from residents. I've never used it, no. I think it's a waste of money, to be honest. My sister-in-law got stuck up it um, and caused a load of damage to her car. Um, I think the signs are insufficient. It's great. I use it because I got to Dunstable College and it takes me five minutes to get there and it's always on time. The National Black Police Association is calling for senior officers in the Bedfordshire force to be held to account for the race discrimination suffered by a sergeant who says he was passed over for promotion. An employment tribunal has awarded 48-year-old Sergeant Hamid Barra more than £200,000 in compensation for racial discrimination. The Deputy Chief Constable of Beds Police, John Boucher, says they need to learn from the case and move on. People of Bedfordshire can be reassured that we as a force and all of our staff are determined to serve them whatever the diversity of the community and whoever in the community we just want to help the people that we serve and we will learn from the judgment We'll make sure that Mr Farah helps us learn from the judgement and I think it's just time to move forward. Ed Miliband is preparing to tell his party conference that Labour would spend more on the NHS if it won next year's general election. The money would come from a mansion tax on homes worth more than £2 million. The US has carried out its first attacks on Islamic State militants in Syria. Arab nations also took part in the airstrikes, but Downing Street say no British forces were involved. Plans to bring a controversial large freshwater 
Water Aquarium Project of Bedfordshire appear over. Naira has now missed the deadline to submit detailed plans for the scheme, which was loaned around £4 million of taxpayers' money. More from Tony Fisher. The time limit for detailed planning permission expired this weekend, but I learned that Naira did try and extend that permission by a further three years. The public loan monies was made almost ten years ago in 2005, and since then nothing has happened on the land in question near Stewartby. A government spokesperson said it's now in active discussions with Naira about repayment of the loan and the security held over the site. Vandals have damaged an 11th century stained glass window at a Hertfordshire church. The damage was caused last month at the Church of St John the Baptist's at Piper's Hill in Great Gaddesden. Police are appealing for witnesses. In sport, Milton Keynes Dons host Bradford in the third round of the League Cup tonight, just a week after losing to the Yorkshire side at Stadium MK in the league. The weather, a chilly start, but a largely dry and fine day with sunny spells. Cloud increasing later this afternoon. A maximum temperature 19 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I lived here and went to school here and then moved to London and then I loved it so much I came back. All this week, we're exploring St Albans. The oldie worldy appeal, the peace round by the park. Exploring where you live. I think it's a very friendly area. Don't have to go too far and you're out in the country and you can walk for miles. The big tour of beds, hearts Hearts and Bucks, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, 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 oh. Mysterious Ian, I want to get close to you. <sighs> Peter Andre, just don't take no for an answer. We will not, will he? Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Producer Kath is through there. Yeah, hi. Yeah, hi. Uh, coming up on the show this morning, missed targets. Lost opportunities and, uh, well, would you let your pets sleep on your bed? Cats is fine, dogs is a no-no as far as I'm concerned. Depends on the cat, though. Some of those cats molt. Hang on a second. Do you let your children sleep on your bed? Yeah, but their hair is only partly falling out. Yeah, but they're they're dirtier than cats. Yeah, mine are. Yeah, exactly. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. What you got? A text. Yeah. Do you want me to read it? Um, yeah. So the busway is only doing a third of the expected business. There's a surprise. I never met anyone except Gavin Shuker and various councillors that thought it would. Most local residents were surprised, nay shocked, at the result of the original consultation with the public, even when we showed that we'd voted for the scheme, even though most people said a resounding... No capital letters. We, That's from Jack and Luton. We're going to be speaking to a councillor later on who's obviously a big fan of the busway, but uh, we're going to be speaking to one now who's perhaps a little bit controversial. Why are we talking about it? Well, the people who sold us the Luton to Dunstable guided busway have got two days to get 5,200 more people on board every day to keep their promise. And guess what, guys? Guess what, Catherine? It ain't going to happen. Oh. Back in 2008, the project's business plans anticipated 9,000 trips a day. But figures out today reveal there are just 3,800 daily journeys being made. Way less than half. The number of trips on the route for the year is expected to reach just 41% of the council's predicted usage. Well, Luton Conservative councillor Mike Garrett has been a long-time critic of the £90 million scheme. Morning, Mike. Good morning. Why is there such disparity between uh, what was projected and what's actually happening? Are you surprised? I'm certainly not surprised. 
Um, I mean, the purpose of the busway um, was to... Uh, it had two uses, as far as I'm concerned. To get people to Luton and to Dunstable quickly, which it does. I can't argue that. But it was supposed to ease congestion along Dunstable Road between Luton to Dunstable on the old route. Um, has it? No. Will it? No. So it was a complete and utter waste of money as far as I'm concerned. The purpose of the busway was to get people out of their cars and onto the buses. Has it done it? Another resounding no. It was a complete waste of money, and all you get from Labour councillors is, well, of course, the government paid for it. The government paid a part of it. The rest of it's got to be found by the residents of Luton and of Dunstable. And there's probably an advantage if you live in Dunstable, but the main purpose of it, as I've already said, was to get people out of cars. It hasn't done it. No, I'm not surprised, and I don't think it's going to improve. It could be argued, Mike... Um, and by the way, I don't need to be here. You're interviewing yourself and doing an excellent job, so thank you for that. Uh, it, it could be argued, hey, listen, it's the first year. It, these things take time to grow. <laughs> yes. You're not buying that, are you? No, you, do, I'm do, not do, buying do you think, do you think this, is, is, uh, this is as good as it's going to get in terms of passenger numbers? I think it is. And the reason for that is I would take the other line that when a new thing is opened, everybody wants to try it. Well, perhaps in the first week or two, they did. But they've gone back again to their cars. And they will always use their cars, mm. irrespective of the cost of fuel. Um, because it's so easy, isn't it, to jump into your car, to drive to the office or to the job um, in your car, door to door. You've got to wait for a bus, even if it's a, a high-speed bus running from Dunsford to Luton. You've still got to wait for it. And I know for a fact, because I've got relations who work for two of the bus companies, I won't say which ones, because it's not fair to them. And they say to me, in the early mornings, um, it's fairly busy. In the early evenings, it's fairly busy. The rest of the time, they're running empty. Um, certainly, um, one of my uh, uh, daughters is... Um, she usually goes on the busway, um, drives a bus on the busway, um, and she tells me that from half past five or six o'clock onwards, it's dead. And yet it's running backwards and forwards with virtually one or two passages on it. On some occasions, she goes both ways, not even one passenger on it. Mike, we've got it now. It's cost 90 million quid. It's not going to go anywhere. Don't we have to uh, kind of embrace it and, and try and make it work? Well, yes, we do have to. But you can't convince people to use something if they don't want to. And they just don't want to. They haven't fallen in love with it. And the other thing, of course, is that the council have um, removed the early morning bus passes. You get a pensioner who's perhaps in his late 60s, early 70s, still wants to go to work. If he uses the busway to go to work, or any buses to go to work, now they've got to pay for it unless they start their journey after 9.30. And a lot of people start their jobs long before 9.30. 
So it's not helping pensioners, which is, you would think it would be the one people that would like to use it. But no, no. Mike, I appreciate... Oh, go on. The council is completely wasted money on it. Um, And they say they keep coming up with this idea that everybody voted for it. Well, I haven't found anybody that actually voted for it, that actually said, yeah, this is a marvellous thing. It would have been far better if you wanted to run buses quickly to the Dunstable, just to have an ordinary bus lane, um, convert the railway line into a bus lane in two directions, half the money, and it would not have caused the um, upset to the residents and all the rest of it, which it has done. Mike, listen, we're going to be joined by um, uh, Luton Councillor Dave Taylor uh, uh, in about oh, an hour's yes. time, who's obviously going to be coming in raving about the bus. What, what would you like to say to him, or what would you like to ask him? Told you so. That's really the main thing. I mean, I've asked the questions in council over and over again, and all I get is, marvellous. It's earning money, it's doing good, um, it's saving transport costs for people. Rubbish. Um, he knows he's not going to convince me, and I know I'm not going to convince him. He was brainwashed by officers to support this busway. But most of the Labour members, if you talk to them, were not necessarily in favour of it. But the Labour Party in Luton, as we've heard many times, don't have a re- free vote in council. They have to apply to... <coughs> <coughs> They have to apply to vote what um, what the um, leaders of the Labour group in Luton want. Mike, go and have a glass of water. I don't want you collapsing on the air. The air. Thank you. We'll put those points uh, to Dave a bit later on in the show. Luton Conservative Councillor Mike Garrett. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. on the £90 million Luton to Dunstable guided busway please I've driven past it never used it no no cause for me to use it my brother-in-law lives in Houghton so and he says that he's used it to go see Luton Town he says it works like a dream okay well there you go that's uh, that's one plus happy customer 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you'd like to give us a call on that I've I've got a bit of the Garrett's I've got a little bit of the Garrett's going on there uh, my the inside of my mouth is really hurting. Shall I tell you why? Okay, I had a very hot roast dinner at the weekend, and I didn't blow on my food. Oh! So normally you get a little burn on the roof of your mouth. I've not got that. I got like a really big burn uh, aside, by sort of in here by the by towards the back of the mouth. Potato really was it? Yeah. Yeah, it always is. It's always a hot potato, uh, and it's a real hot potato. Um, and it burnt my mouth enough. Hurt. So that along with my. Um, poorly finger, which I'm being very brave about. You really, you are, the really wa- are. The walking wounded. I am, uh, uh, yeah, a little soldier. Brave little brave. soldier. Mummy's brave little soldier. Mm. Well, thanks for that. That's OK, isn't it? What fi- else? Well, I'm finding my... I'm just... My timing's off just a little bit this you morning. Are? My timing's off. off? Yeah, just a little what? bit this morning. You're... You're not helping panic. matters. Ask me the secret to comedy. <laughs> Go on. Moo. No, ask me the secret to comedy. Jokes. Moo. That's interrupting Cal. Best joke. Moo. Kath, ask me the secret to comedy. Moo. Oh, I get really excited about it. What's the secret to comedy? Timing. But then why is your timing so bad there? That's the joke. Hmm? Okay. 
No. <laughs> Can we just go I home mean, early? Can we play like an album? Can we play Pink Floyd? Why did the banana Floyd? go to the doctor? Um, this is my two-year-old's favourite joke. Because he had a split. No. Um, because he wasn't peeling well. Is that right? <laughs> oh, I'm brilliant. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, the M25 still looking very slow. A couple of stretches anti-clockwise, really. Junction 21 to 19 from the M1 to Watford and the bit from 18 to 16 from Chorleywood to the M40. A1 very slow south approaching the Black Cat roundabout, also around the Stevenage area as well. The M1 pockets of it looking busy, but nothing too uh, severe, but certainly down towards Junction 9, the turn for the A5. You can see it's a little bit slow according to my speed sensors, but everything else certainly looks like it's on the move all right. I suppose the Brickettwood roundabout's still a bit busy just off Junction 21A of the M25. Thankfully, no reported problems on the trains. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Russell. 7.15, it's Tuesday the 23rd of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Borough Councillors described the first year's use of the guided busway to Dunstable as encouraging, despite passenger numbers being well below their predictions. The National Black Police Association is calling for senior officers in the Bedfordshire force to be held to account for race discrimination. And Ed Miliband will promise today that Labour would increase spending on the NHS and pay for it with a new tax on homes worth more than £2 million. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. Are league tables the best way to judge a school? Panel, do you have any sympathy for the Buckinghamshire golfer Ian Poulter? Police are issuing safety advice to women in Watford, but I'm fascinated by the age gap between her and her husband. Figures show that around half a million pounds were spent in Hertfordshire last year clearing up after people who dump rubbish. They just ate them. Roberto Peroni. There's been an extraordinary action on social media. My big concern is that no one ever worries about the victims. The whole system is designed to help the criminal. Roberto Peroni, weekdays from three, BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. You can smell memories. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Uh, 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 we'll we'll talk about speeches in a little bit because I, I've really heard. Did you hear Ed Miliband and Ed Balls? And by the way, if your last name was Balls, you would change that name, wouldn't you? Anything is better than Balls. Same with Cox. I would change those names. Censoring myself here quite well. But anyway, if you've heard um, Balls or Miliband give their speeches, have you been listening, paying attention to the uh, Labour conference, Kelly? No. OK. Busy. OK. Well, um, uh, Balls and Miliband have been giving speeches. Yeah, I'm aware. They are the most uninspiring speech makers of all time. Yep. Really, really bland, dull, and this is what we will be doing. It will take ten years and we will do it. And then I thought, actually, do you know what? There's no one that's any good at making speeches at the moment, is there? No, there's nobody that seems like they care. You're trying to keep up with me and I appreciate that. Uh, Cameron is a poor speech maker. Yep. Uh, Clegg is a poor speech maker. Yeah. Farage is quite a good speech maker, unfortunately, because yeah. the words that he's saying are rubbish, but he says it very convincingly. And, of course, who was the surprise during the um, Scottish referendum, Kelly? The other one that you haven't mentioned? Yeah. Him. Go on. Came out of nowhere, former Prime Minister. 
Gordon Brown. Gordon Brown. Yeah, you see, he was a good speech maker. But they're the ones we got at the moment. None of them can make a speech. I don't think Gordon Brown's a good speech maker. Uh, sorry? Uh, I don't think Gordon Brown's a, a good speech maker. Right. Can you find the audio of uh, Gordon Brown's speech for the Indy ref- uh, Scottish Independent Referendum? And I'll play it to you, mm-hmm. and it'll blow your mind. Right? You want yep. passion? Gordon Brown. Very passionate man. I wait 459, 455, 555. There are no good speech makers anymore, are there? All of our leaders are unable to make a speech. They should hire actors to come and uh, uh, pretend to be them at speeches. Who would, um, who who could be, who would be a good Ed Miliband? Like passionate version of Ed Miliband. Chris Marshall from the BT adverts and um, from my family. Oh yeah. He'd be good. Uh, No? hmm. David Cameron. um, Al Pacino. Do you know what? Yeah. I'm interested now. You see, we're all interested in politics. 08459 555555. There are no good speech makers. Now, a retired Bedfordshire police uh, man has won £200,000 in compensation after a tribunal found he'd been held back by the colour of his skin. In a moment, we'll speak to the gentleman concerned, Hamid Barra. But first, Justin Dealey has been in St Albans. He's been asking people if racism still exists today and whether skin colour can hold you back in your career. Edwin, we're here in St Albans today. Um, Your skin colour, as a black member of the community, would you say, because you're black, that's held you back in your career? Yes, it has. Yeah. Well, we're discriminated against in so many different ways. When you go to um, a job and they see you, then your skin colour does hold you back. So if it was yourself going for a job next to a white person and you had exactly the same qualifications, you think the white person would always get the job over you? Yeah, I would say so. It's life. It is. Still. Especially when it comes to work, um, according to the surname, uh, you see in the internet, you just apply the job, and then when after a couple of days or hours, you say you're not a success. So you're telling me people won't even give you a job interview because they're seeing what your surname yeah. is? Yes. You seriously believe yes, that? I believe that. I believe that. So thanks for your time. Um, when I asked you whether racism still exists, you said, obviously. obviously. I, I find that incredible. So, so tell us what sort of things you're hearing on a, on a weekly basis. Obviously, I've been called the N-word, like, what's up? Um, Just walking down the street? Yeah, sometimes, not, like, kind of um, in the Fridays, Saturdays, night time. When these boys are drunk and stuff like that, they say stuff like that. But I, say, I, I just say, oh, yeah, I'm fine, and I just walk away. Yeah. Mersel, firstly, do you think racism still exists even now in our society? I think uh, it does still exist, yes, but uh, I think people uh, use it for their failures, really, basically. For instance, jobs, um, say, if they went for a job uh, and didn't get it. Well, the first thing they would say is, well, it's because of my colour. Uh, I totally and utterly disagree to that. Very interesting. So as a black member of the community, and I've heard it once already today, somebody saying to me, I can't even get a job interview because of my surname, you would argue that's just an excuse. Absolutely, absolutely, I would. Nowadays, people marry into all different religions and nationalities, and that is absolutely nothing to go by. We'll come back to her point a bit later on, actually, because that's quite interesting, that some people are using racism to cover up their own uh, deficiencies. 
08459 455 555. Your thoughts on that. But let's go back to the reason we're talking about this. Um, 48-year-old Hamit Bara says he was constantly passed over for promotion and cheated out of his ambitions in the police force. Chief Constable Colette Paul offered sincerest apologies for the difficult and stressful time that Sergeant Bara had endured and said she hoped the decision not to appeal would enable everybody involved to move on. Well, Hamit joins me now. Good morning, Hamit. Good morning. Is this the end of the matter as far as you're concerned? Um, not really. There's things uh, still uh, left to tidy up, really. For example? Well, first of all, the, the force are yet to pay me the, the level of award that uh, I have been awarded. And secondly, I still think that uh, some action should be taken against the perpetrators who uh, visited such treatment on me for the last seven years. Now, obviously, don't mention any names, but but I, I, we've been told that um, most of those people are, are no longer part of the police force. Is that how you understand it? That, that's correct. Uh, the, the force's refusal to investigate my discrimination over seven years allowed many of the senior officers to retire, but a number of them are still... Uh, active within um, the community within Bedfordshire. How did this uh, racism affect you, Hamid? What what was it like? Well, for the first 18 months, I was... Uh, um, it affected me really badly. I was, I was uh, waiting a internal misconduct hearing where I could have lost my job. Thereafter, uh, when I started submitting grievances, um, I, got, I got strength, and it, it wasn't as bad. But obviously, um, I became a bit of a boring individual, a bit like a broken record. Um, as I pursued uh, my issues, um, members of work didn't really want to listen to me. Uh, senior officers saw me as a problem. Um, I was these, almost like a leper at And work these issues where, you were pursuing, Harmit, were they, were they based around race? <laughs> there were internal uh, grievances I was submitting. Um, and what... Uh, I would say is these allegations weren't just being made by me. I had a white male federation rep who, two years after he's retired, still appeared at the employment tribunal to give evidence, and he lived uh, every incident with me. He attended every meeting with me, with senior officers, uh, was aware of every allegation I submitted, and said everything was factually correct. You're getting £200,000. Does that help? Not really. Uh, it's, it's never been about money. Uh, it's never been about money. It sounds like I'm receiving a lot of money. It is only just restoring some part of the justice, I think, of what would have happened if I was allowed to pursue my career. And I would have, I would have gained that money in any case if, I, if I'd been promoted as I should have been. Uh, also, I'm, I'm heard that you're not getting... Are you getting £200,000? There's, there's some discrepancy over the exact amount you're getting. That They're holding some of it back. Is that right? Well, at the tribunal, they agreed all the figures that were submitted were net figures. <clears throat> and yesterday I received a, a letter from the force solicitor making a U-turn trying to claim 45% uh, tax on the amount, on some part of the amount, so effectively almost trying to affect 25% of the award um, being, rece- being received by me. And do you think that attitudes in the police have changed? Do you think they've learnt lessons, as, as uh, they've told us? Not really. Um, a sense of judgment came out. Colette Paul, although she says she's apologising to me, she's not once made the effort to... Uh, invite me into her office to apologise in person. 
And in fact, only a week ago, I spoke to her where she was shouting down the phone at me when I asked what she was going to do with the perpetrators, and she basically said it was none of my business. Um, I'm still made to feel like I'm the perpetrator here and the problem as opposed to the victim of discrimination and victimization for the last seven years. Now, obviously, we haven't got Colette Paul here, so we're only getting your side of the story. But um, uh, did, did, has, has, she, has she phoned you up to apologise to you? She was due to um, come and present a long service in good conduct um, presentation to me uh, at my retirement due on the 14th of September. The problem was, in between the judgment coming in and her attending, the force wrote to me to say they were taking further legal advice suspending more of the taxpayers' money with a view to appealing and the decision. Her comment that she's not appealing to draw a line and allow everyone to move on, that's simply not true. The force are not appealing because clearly they've taken advice and probably been advised that there's no merit in appealing. Um, and Harvey, and I, for, sorry, sorry, finally, it, 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 quite often in stories like this, we will get people listening who are going, well, hang on a second, you talk about taxpayers' money, that's £200,000 of taxpayers' money that you're trousering. Uh, and the police shouldn't be paying out money like this. What would you say to those critics, Hamid? What I would say is that those critics are not aware of the amount of taxpayers' money the force have already spent uh, pursuing action against me and then defending their actions of discrimination. Uh, it's probably estimated that even between 2007 and 2010, when they took me for internal misconduct, which was a discriminatory act, they probably spent well over half a million pounds in lost productivity, uh, legal fees, etc. And I, was, I would say in the last seven years, they probably spent between one million and two, two hundred, sorry, one million and two million pounds of taxpayers' money uh, pursuing the initial action against me and then trying to defend their actions uh, right up to an employment tribunal and still now taking legal advice whether to appeal um, and pay the money to me. Final question. Is the police force inherently racist, do you think? I think the police force is like every other organisation. majority of the individuals are decent people, but you will always get an, a small element who are racist. Hamid, I really appreciate your time this morning. That's uh, Hamid Barra. Your thoughts... On this, please, 08459 455 555. Now, we did approach the police to, for their comeback on this, this one. This is because, Bedfordshire Police, isn't uh, it? Yeah. Um, and no one was available. We also tried Ollie Martins because, obviously, he oversees what goes on with the police. He's supposed to be holding uh, police force to check, to check some balances. Not available. I, uh, that, um, it's clear this has got complicated. Of course it's got complicated, but, but, but... We, as we've discussed, we've, we've kind of refreshed our memories in the past two weeks of what the role of the PCC is supposed to be. It's to make the police more accountable. And if there is an instance where the police are spending, as Mr Barra claims there, between one and two million pounds pursuing him and then paying out £200,000, then the police have to be accountable. Then someone from Bed's Police or Ollie Martins should be, Ollie Martins should be able to come on and say, well, yeah, this is why we spent, this is why we've paid out £200,000. This is... This, this uh, is why we spent this much money, or to dispute the figures that Mr Barra has come out with. Although we could take all the comments that have been made as drawing lines and learning lessons and moving on as the end of the matter as far as they're concerned. Possibly. They obviously don't want to talk about it. Oh, wait, 459 455 555. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, thankfully, Ian, I'm not aware of any accidents or incidents at the moment, but there are delays building up in a lot of the usual places from what I can see on the speed sensors. The A1 slow south towards the Black Cat and Sandy roundabouts and the bit coming down towards and past the Stevenage junctions uh, looking very slow. A6 looks very slow south to Clop Hill. Uh, there are delays on the A405 coming down towards the roundabout off junction 21A of the M25 at Brickett Wood. Then from there on the M25, very slow anti-clockwise to junction 19 at Watford. And then 18 to 16, very slow from Chorley Wood to the M40. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio. Russell, thank you very much indeed. Catherine? Just wanted to throw that out again, yes. really, because we're not re- best place to answer this question. White, middle-class, middle-aged people. Well, we're doing all right. Thank you very much. <laughs> Is race really holding people back in 2014? 08459455555. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Luton Borough Council has described the first year's use of the guided busway to Dunstable as encouraging. Despite passenger numbers being well below their predictions, the business plan anticipated 9,000 trips a day for the £90 million project. However, there are just 3,800 in figures up to the end of June. The National Black Police Association is calling for senior officers in the Bedfordshire force to be held to account for race discrimination. An employment tribunal has awarded 48-year-old Sergeant Hamid Bara, more than £200,000 in compensation. And Ed Miliband will promise today that Labour would increase spending on the NHS and pay for it with a new tax on homes worth more than £2 million. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Dons host Bradford in the third round of the League Cup tonight, just a week after losing to the Yorkshire side at Stadium MK in the league. Manager Carl Robinson says he'll make changes to the side, which beat Crewe 6-1 on Saturday, as he plots to break another record. I've got a chance to get through to the last 16 of, of a National Cup. It would be a wonderful opportunity for us to get a we'll break another club record. Mm. Never been to the fourth round before, so we've got a massive task in our hands. And But Bradford have as well, but Bradford have been to the final of this. Um, and if anybody knows how to plot a way through these cup competitions, is Bradford City. And there's commentary on MK Dons versus Bradford in tonight's Three Counties Sport from Seven. Tonight's other third round ties include Arsenal versus Southampton and Liverpool versus Middlesbrough. Watford say they expect head coach Oscar Garcia to return to work this week after a week-long stay in hospital after he suffered chest pains. And former Manchester United defender Phil Neville says it will take at least a year and a lot more money before his former club can be considered as genuine title challengers again. I know United have spent £150 million. I think there's another two transfer windows of similar amounts of money needed to spend, maybe 100 million, to get it right because there's still key positions in the team need filling. I think the I think the centre back position is obviously the key area. Holding midfield player or a centre midfield player needs readdressing. So I think there's another two transfer windows before United actually can start thinking about winning a league title. And US Ryder Cup golf captain Tom Watson says his team will be targeting Wobensy and Poulter as they seek to win the competition on European soil. For for the first time in 21 years, Watson has described Poulter as a talismanic figure as practice continues today ahead of Friday's start. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's 
Reset the stall ever so slightly. So, Catherine, what did you just ask before the news, please? I wasn't paying attention to we're you. We're talking about the case of Hamit Barra, who we just spoke to, who's won his case against Bedfordshire Police for discrimination. He says he was cheated of his dreams, constantly passed over pr- for promotion because of the colour of his skin. Yeah. The tribunal agreed. Bed's police was going to appeal it. They decided against it. They want to move on. And they say lessons will be learned. Yeah. Is race really a factor in 2014? Is it something that's holding you back? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. There was an interesting voice at the end of Justin's Hello. piece as well. <laughs> He's subtly trying to move a microphone. Yes, I know. Uh, Myrtle, I believe her name was, who um, was saying that some people um, kind of use race to cover their own deficiencies. Actually, they're not getting the jobs not because they're black or Asian or whatever, but because they're not very good. And then they go, "Hang on a minute, that's racist." You will always get people who make excuses for their shortcomings. Yeah. You will always do it. It's because I'm a woman. It's because I'm too old. It's because I'm too hey, young. Hey, don't be don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> All those things. But we are hearing still a lot of stories about racial yeah. discrimination and we're supposed to be over it by now, surely. 08459 555. We're talking about that. We're also asking, maybe not quite so importantly, or maybe it is even more important for you in your life. Would you let your pet sleep on the bed? I don't see any problem with it, although my cat is now very old. By the way, I saved £100 on pet insurance last night. What, by not paying it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> She's old. I, fi- go. I tried it on with um, the, uh, the pet insurer we've been with for years, saying this bill of £230 is very expensive. Can we do anything with it? No. I went, oh... Okay, I then went online, saved 100 quid, beautiful. But is she limited to what she's allowed to contract? No, she's not. And also, if she gets run over, I get a grand. Uh, Where are you calling from? Guys, where's my car? (laughs) Would you let your pet sleep on your uh, your bed? 08459 455 555. Uh, The busway as well. Uh, And and also speeches. I want to talk about speeches a bit today. I heard some of Ed Balls and Ed Miliband give their speeches at the Labour Party conference. They are terrible speech makers. Awful speech. There is no power. Ed Balls in particular. There is no power. There is no conviction. There's nothing going there. And then I got to thinking, well, actually, the other two aren't much better. David Cameron, a little bit better. Clegg, not really. The only one who's any good is, is, is you know, is Farage. But then, Kelly Betts, yeah. the surprise of the Scottish referendum, mm. Gordon Brown. Yeah. And you don't think Gordon Brown's a good speechmaker? He was for this. Yeah. Oh! It's where he's from. Let's have... But normally, he's, I find him quite dull. So because he was in Scotland, that's what made him a good speechmaker? No, he, he, there was more passion behind have, him. Have a listen to this. And I give this guarantee that we as Scots, with these powers... We guarantee the National Health Service will remain in public hands, universal, free at the point of need, forever or as long as the Scottish people want it. You know what's happened here? Yeah. We've forgotten him. We've forgotten him. Because he was always like that. Yeah. He was always like that. And I I mean, this is a personal opinion. I think if they hadn't intervened and told him to be more smiley, we'd have believed him more. Yeah, he is a great speechmaker. William Hague... He's a great speechmaker. I love that he goes up at the end expecting a round of applause and it's just silent when he finishes. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's like on Jeremy Kyle sometimes people say stuff expect, and you should go back and you should respect her! Silence. Yeah. Or in question time. The question time is probably the better uh, comparison. But William Hague, great speechmaker. Gordon Brown, a great speechmaker. Balls... Miliband, both rubbish. Cameron, not much better. Nick Clegg, not much better. Farage is probably the best of the bunch at the moment at making speeches. Balls, Miliband and Cameron, just rubbish. 
We heard the Cameron's effing speech last week. Ed Ball's talking about the economy yesterday. Awful. Do you think it's because they've become too stylized? They're on leashes. Be yourselves. Yeah. They, Be yourselves. They all go to acting lessons. They all have acting lessons and personal coaches who tell them how to enunciate and deliver. No! Get re- if you're the shadow um, 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 finance minister, is that a job? Uh, then you should be passionate about it. You should be able to go in there, like I'm doing now, about speeches. Listen to his voice go up. He's expecting, expecting a, a round, round of applause, applause there. Oh, spontaneous. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. I don't know what my point is there, but I just think that the that young people aren't going to be interested. This is why loads of young people voted in Scot- Scotland the other day because Salmon was giving passionate speeches, Gordon Brown was giving passionate passionate speeches. Nobody else was. Nobody else was. Please, can everyone stop acting? Gordon Brown was whipping them up into a frenzy. What do you think, Krista? Oh, good morning. Good morning, Krista. Did Gordon Brown whip you up into a frenzy? Gordon has never whipped me into anything. Oh. OK, well, never mind. Kristen, you've not called in about being whipped up into a frenzy. What have you called in about? Um, the bus pass. The bus track from Luton Stunstable. The bus way? You don't even know its name. Yes. That's how successful no, it's been. <laughs> No, it is successful. We work in a small company. We've got 15 employees. Yeah. Two of those cycle from Dunstable to Luton every day to work. Oh, right. Have they counted how many people are using that to cycle now rather than drive? That's a very, very good question. Well, we will put that to uh, the councillor when he comes in in about uh, 40 minutes' time. But, but it, We always see bicycles going along there. And like I, said, I think there's another member of staff who uses it for a short space as right. well. Not very long, but... But you're not going to... But, but £90 million pounds on a cycle path. Well, it's got people cycling. I'd be interested to know how many, because I can't... Whenever I've driven past it, I've never seen more than a couple of cyclists. I can't believe it's yes, jam-packed with cycles. Couple, if you've seen a couple every time you're going by, how many is that in a day? A dozen? No. I'm being slightly flippant. I don't know. I've got no idea. We'll ask the councillor, Krista, if, he's got, if he uh, has any figures for that. That'd but, be very interesting. But you think, you think uh, a thumbs up, it's a big success, even if the bus figures are down? Yes. All right, Krista, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. Your uh, uh, Luton to Dunstable busway stories. Call me now. Atlantis, the city under the sea. Gosh, it's like he was in the room. Yeah. We'll get, should we get Donovan on? He's you local. Try. Yeah, we'll get him on. It's Donovan. Well, well, hang on. Catherine's mouthing something to me. Hang on a second. Let me just take you off air for a moment. I don't think he's gr- busy. I think he's. I don't think he's as busy as he once was. Yeah, apparently he lives in Hatfield now. Let's His family moved to Berkhamsted in 1956. Wow. Well, let's get him on. Okay, we can try. You, sorry, Catherine. You just said mouth something. So there. busy. So very busy. Does busy start with gra? Donovan, if you're not grumpy and you are listening, can you call us? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Have you worked with him, Catherine? I've heard tell. Okay, I've I've, I've interviewed him. He's, he's you know he's he's a good lad. We'll get Is Donovan. Is he not a sunshine Superman? I thought he would be. They call it mellow yellow. That's right. They call it mellow yellow. So nice. They call it mellow yellow. That's right. They call it mellow yellow. So nice. What's that song called? I don't know. I've got some uh, Texas if you're interested. Yes, have some Texas. Yeah, go on. Get us away from this Donovan. Hi, Ian. While there remains a black. Hi. Who's that? Who am I saying hi to, Pat? 
Outrageous. Hello, Pat. While there remains a black police confederation, there'll always be race issues in the police. Police officers should be seen as police officers, so get rid of all groups set up within the service. Well, there wouldn't be... Does he go on to make the point there isn't a white police federation? No. Someone will. The reason that that there is a black police federation is because black uh, and Asian police officers, as we've just heard in the case there, feel they are being discriminated against. There isn't a white police officers' federation because they're not being discriminated against. It's called the police, according to its detractors. Yeah. 08459 455 555. Is racism still alive and well uh, in beds, hearts and bucks? Uh, We've also got this from Jen in Houghton Regis. No problem with the busway for Jen. She says the speedy journey from Houghton Regis to Dunstable or Luton is also great. I do object to the new policy of stopping the old 38 bus from Luton at Parkside, forcing passengers for Dunstable to continue their journey on the A bus. Oh, the old uh, old 38. Someone out there is nodding their head and saying, oh, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I only tune in for the weather and travel. Oh. It's the best part of the show, says Adrian of Leighton Buzzard. Well, Adrian, you can get knotted, although you're not listening now. Uh, <laughs> we were asking if people actually bother listening to the weather and the travel. Whenever um, I'm, I'm driving home and listening, quite often listening to uh, Jonathan's show, um, I always think, oh, I should listen to the travel just to see if my route is clear. But then my mind wanders when the travel music starts, as it does here. Uh, and so I don't take in what I, and I miss the roads that I need to hear about. So in answer well, to my question... that's more about you than the travel, isn't it? In answer to my question, no. Oh. Would you prefer Gordon Brown doing the travel? Yeah, because he'd be passionate about it. He'd be flipping passionate about it, wouldn't he? Wonder, hey. What is he doing now? Could he... Not a lot. Could he spare a We'll few get him mornings? on. He's local. Can I just ask as well, while, while, while we're here... Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, what happened to Tesco... Is my fr- has my friend Conan's campaign to boycott Tesco, which he's been doing for the last two years, is that starting to pay off? I think there's an inquiry at the top of Tesco's as to what happened. Because Tesco, like two years ago, owned the world. They were opening up in China, in uh, other countries where you wouldn't expect Tesco to be opening up. Every pa- one pound in every seven spent in Britain was spent in- dans la Tesco. Do you know who I blame? Go on. Teco Express in Salford. Uh, they've got the same uh, font, Delivery, they? yeah. What? Taking the business. Delivery is the same. Delivery is the same. Uh, my friend Conan, and uh, I know lots of other well-to-do middle-class people who can afford it. Who live near a Waitrose. Yeah. Well, no, they've, they've uh, shop in their local independent store. All right, guys, got money to burn. Uh, and my friend, he would always tell me off for, for shopping in Tesco. And I'd say, well, it's, it's cheap and it's convenient. Yeah, but they're bad. No, yeah, but they're cheap and convenient. Yeah, but they're bad. They're exploiting farmers. They're all of these things. Well, it looks like his campaign... Have you been to a farmer's market? Oh, what a rip-off. What a rip-off. Hey, um, would you like to buy a loaf of bread? Yeah, that looks really nice. That's £18. Yeah? <laughs> hey, this cheese... Yeah, the cheese is £35. What? Uh, but... Uh, so, so I don't quite... Have people stopped using Tesco? Because they're not making that much money. Now they've got these gentlemen who, quote the front page of the Daily Mail, bosses, quote, cooked books to hide slump in profits, four suspended and told to hand over laptops. Their shares fall by £2 billion. So what's your question? Are people... Why have you stopped using Tesco, dear listener? All right, have you not? You still, you still go... Because I, I, I go in there, it still works for me. Still like Tezzy's. I don't enjoy the experience. You're not meant to enjoy it. No. Not meant to be enjoy- enjoyable buying your groceries. They've squeezed more aisles into my local Tesco, forcing yep. us up against each other more. In the and I don't like that kind of physical you don't contact like being, when I'm shopping. You don't like being forced up against someone. No, no. More till, more, more staff on tills. 
Yeah, do you use the um, do-it-yourself tools? If I'm getting a sandwich and a, uh, um, uh, a drink... Uh, I had a, a caramel salted drink the other day. It was delicious, but it made me very thirsty. Mm. Uh, Salt. If, if I'm doing that, I will. Otherwise, I will make a point of going and uh, using the young man. I have a lot of uh, working class guilt about using those tills. The serve it yourself. Yeah, because it's doing like... a working class person out of a job. It's like a spinning jenny all over again for you, it lot, is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 08459 four double five five double five. Have you stopped using Tesco? If so, why? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. So have you switched off then, Ian? Have you glazed over? <sighs> Has he finished the travel? I'll, I'll try and be a bit more passionate, I think. I'll do me Gordon Brown. Um, M25 looking very slow anti-clockwise. Junctions 21A to 19, so St Albans to Watford, then 18 to 16 from Chorleywood to the M40. And a bit of a queue coming down the A405 towards Junction 21A as well. Seeing delays on the A1 south at the Black Cat and Sandy roundabouts. Long delays now past the Stevenage stretch on the A1 heading south. The A6 south into Clockpill, very slow. Busy on the A428 heading east into Bedford now. And then the A5 north up to Hockcliffe. Uh, there's a bit of a queue. Russell Holding, BBC mm. Three Counties Radio. He's what? He's finished. Excellent. Thank finished. you. Thank you, Nicola. 7.47, it's Tuesday the 23rd of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Borough Council has described the first year's use of the guided busway to Dunstable as encouraging, despite passenger numbers being well below their predictions. The National Black Police Association is calling for senior officers in the Bedfordshire force to be held to account for race discrimination. And Ed Miliband will promise today that Labour would increase spending on the NHS and pay for it with a new tax on homes worth more than £2 million pounds. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Chilly start this morning and one or two mist and fog patches. The Met Office has a yellow weather warning in four dense patches of fog out towards parts of Buckinghamshire. This should start to lift fairly quickly though this morning and then we'll have plenty of sunny spells. It's going to feel quite warm by the end of the afternoon too despite an increased amount of cloud as we head through the latter part of the day. We're still looking at 19 Celsius. Overnight it's going to be cold at first as uh, there's no cloud around so the temperatures will drop off quite quickly. That's before midnight we're likely to see the minimum of 7 Celsius. Post mid night we'll get some uh, cloud moving in increased amount of cloud and also outbreaks of rain it's a cold front which is sinking south which will actually make the temperatures a little milder as we head through the second part of the night into tomorrow morning so not quite as chilly for wednesday morning still dry sunny maybe a bit of cloud around first thing as that cold front continues on its journey may still get a spot of rain but eventually we should get some sunny spells the risk of an isolated shower tomorrow afternoon but still warm at 18 celsius and that's your forecast I'm Alison Hammond. I'm a TV presenter. I'm Scott Mills and I'm a DJ. My normal relaxing weekend would be just chilling out with my family. Relax with friends, go to the gym. Maybe go to the cinema. Put a tracksuit on and that's about it. I love a spray tan. I just want a lot of tassels, I want a lot of glitter. I want to be pecan, that's the colour I want to be. Six packs everywhere. Glitter balls and the judge is right there under my nose. The atmosphere is going to be electric, I really can't wait. Sometimes I feel like I'm going to double over with excitement. Weekends are made for dancing. Strictly Come Dancing begins Friday night at 9 on BBC One and BBC One HD. Call 08459 555 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Now, it would appear that plans to bring a large freshwater aquarium project to Bedfordshire are well and truly dead in the water. Hmm. Naira has had five years in which to submit detailed plans for the scheme, which was loaned about £4 million of taxpayers' money. However, the time limit for planning permission ran out over the weekend. Our reporter Tony Fisher has been looking into this. What is Naira, Tony? Well, Ian, um, outline planning permission was granted in September 2009 for a £600 million project called NIRA, which stands for National Institute for the Research into Aquatic Habitats. Um, it was described as an international visitor destination, science park, tropical biotope, water adventure park, spa, three hotels, conference, exhibition facilities... 50-seater cinema, associated retail and food and drink uses, on-site car parking and dedicated park and shuttle bus facilities. Sounds fantastic. Fantastic. Basically, it was a little freshwater uh, research project with associated cinema, water slides, Wonderful. whatever you want. Um, now, they had five years in which to submit detailed planning. Uh, that uh, permission expired this weekend. Um, However, I learned that Naira did try and extend the permission by a further three years, um, but both Bedford, Bedford Borough Council and Central Bedfordshire Council said they'd need to submit a new, what's called, environmental impact assessment, basically another planning application, at a cost, I'm told, of around £50,000, um, which they didn't do. So £4 million of public money has been submitted. I noticed that, that someone on Twitter has been asking, well, hang on, what's, where's that £4 million gone? Will the taxpayers see any of that back? Well, that's the question. Uh, back in March, uh, we reported that the government loan, which was then called EDA, East of England Development Agency, of £2 million, uh, soared with interest to well over £3.5 million. Um, on top of that, the then Bedfordshire County Council loaned now around £1.8 million. That will also have gone up with interest, so we're looking at probably over £6 million of a taxpayer's money. Gosh. Um, the loan monies was made almost 10 years ago in 2005, or most of it was anyway. There was various tranches after that. Since then, nothing has happened. Um, we now know nothing is likely to happen. Um, Nadine Dorries is the Tory MP for Mid-Bedfordshire. Naira have had £4 million of taxpayers' money, and what I want is that money back to go back to council taxpayers' Because we have services which central beds have made an incredible job of maintaining over the austerity cuts over the last few years. And what I want to see is that money come back to central beds and to back to benefit council taxpayers because they are the people who are paid for this. OK, so the land, Naira owns the land. What happens to that now? Well, that's uh, a little unclear. It was always meant to be the case that the land would revert back to the two councils, Bedford Borough and Central Bedfordshire, uh, for them to then do what they want with it. Um, it does have outline planning permission, we know that, so in theory it could be developed upon. Um, but I now understand that it's now the case the councils may have to buy the land back off Niobra, thereby giving them even more money. And that's something Nadine Dorries is not at all happy about. I don't understand this because for the entire time... Um, we have been told and informed by the people responsible that should Naira not go ahead, the land returns back to the council. There was never any mention. And so I am writing to leave the council to ask for an explanation on this because the council's reasoning has always been that we get this land back. This is the first time I've heard that the council have to pay more taxpayers' money to get the land back. So uh, the authorities in Naira, what do they say about this? 
Um, well, I asked Central Bedfordshire, Bedford Borough Councils, uh, what's the story here? They referred me to the government department called uh, Business Innovation and Skills, which is taking on a lot of the uh, press, as it were, for this story. And indeed, um, some of their money is invested in this, two million originally, as I said earlier. Mm. They said the Bedfordshire Consortium, which is comprises of the government, so the two councils, is now in active discussions with Naira about repayment of the loan and the security held over the site. Uh, its goal is to ensure the best potential outcome for local people and to achieve this as soon as possible. So it would seem they are trying to recover some of that debt money. Um, I rang the project director for Naira, Ronnie Murning, uh, who told me before I'd even asked him a question, I just introduced myself, he said he told me he had nothing to say about anything. Gosh, really? Yes. Despite having, what, over six million quid's worth of taxpayers' money? Uh, yes, yes, yes. It could be that there are detailed, uh, you know, negotiations going behind on. Behind the We don't scenes. know. Behind the scenes, we can't say. But um, if the taxpayer does get its money back, um, well, that would be great. Tony, uh, thank you very much indeed. Tony Fisher with that report. Uh, joined on the line now by uh, Elstow Parish Councillor, Tony Hare. Morning, Tony. Good morning. What do you make of this news? I've been keeping an eye on it and an ear on it in the same way that your Tony has. Um, I'm quite staggered, quite frankly. You know, because it isn't just um, the, the site that's called Questbit that's going to be developed or intends to be developed. Um, they have a strange car parking system and a, car, and a visitor transportation system, which quite frankly, um, drive me out the wall. We know... Is there any um, uh, fa- hope in the fact that we know this is this is dead in the water now? Naira is not going to happen, whereas we, we've kind of been, you know, guess, second-guessing for the last five years, haven't we? We have, we have. I mean, the, the original Naira operation um, contained everything on one site. The, the second idea was on a, further, a different site, um, and a different operation, the one that you just had described to you by Tony, um, but it required that the visitors have to be um, taken, or have to be taken to the site from a, another car park site three miles away, which which is just ludicrous. And they would take it right through the new town of Wixom's with with huge bendy buses, which is not going to be suitable for the roads there anyway. So it's never going to work. Uh, there's a move to return the monies. Do you think it's going to happen? <clears throat> the money's got no hope of coming back for the very simple reason the money went through Naira to three banks um, operated by a certain Mr May. Um, those banks have now folded since 2008, so the chance of the money coming back is zero. Tony, thanks very much. That's uh, Elstow councillor, a parish councillor, Tony Hare. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. We're talking about... It's a really weird and varied show today, and I don't mind that at all. We'll talk about Tesco's and racism, and the the two aren't connected, by the way, lawyers. Uh, But on the subject of speeches, Ken in Redbourne says, Hitler was a fantastic speechmaker. His power is lost to us because it's in German, because we only usually see a clip of him in full steam towards the end of the speech. So be careful of being impressed by people just because they can make a good speech. Uh, Tesco is in trouble, big trouble. Where and why has it gone wrong? Bernie's in Flittick. Morning, Bernie. Agreed it. Yeah, I used to work for them years ago when they first came into the town and all they were interested in was undercutting everybody. And well, they're, got... they're, what's wrong with that? They're a business. Yeah, but they cut three petrol stations down. We've lost the butcher, the baker. The candlestick maker? Yeah, everything. You know, 
and now they're trying to shut another shop down by undercutting and and what have you. But again, Bernie, we we live in a capitalist society. That what yeah. what's wrong with that? All right, explain to me then. I'm a northerner. I like mushy peas. <laughs> Good for you. So do I. Now Tesco's have got a tin of mushy peas, three hundred grams with a green label on. Yeah. Uh, oldies have the same tin with the same label. I like label. the mushy peas. Yes. One says packed for Tesco. Yeah. One says packed for Aldi. Yeah. Now Tesco's is fifty p a yeah. tin. Yeah. I can get three tins from Aldi and get change out of that fifty p. Right. Yeah. That's three tins and still get change for the one price of Tesco's. Now, well, hang on a minute. So, hang on a minute. You've just, Bernie, you've just had a go at Tesco for undercutting people, and now, but yet you're sticking up for Aldi for undercutting Tesco. But Aldi's aren't undercutting them. Aldi's will tell you straight that they are working on a 2% bon- uh, what, what, Bernie, margin. That, that, they are, they are undercutting Tesco. No, if they they're work selling... on a 2% profit margin. But if they're selling... That's their policy, and everybody knows it. But if they're selling the mushy peas... Yes. Boy, I really fancy some mushy peas now, Bernie. Thanks a lot. <laughs> if they're selling mushy peas cheaper than Tesco, then, then they're undercutting them. They're doing what Tesco have done to the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. But they're, they're coming from the same place. They're in the same tin, everything. Labeled but that lot. doesn't matter. Yes, yeah, so they're, they're undercutting them. No. If, if Aldi's are making a profit, a 2% profit, yeah. on those tins, yes. what profit is Tesco making? A bigger one. Yeah, hell of a lot bigger. Bernie, thank you very much indeed. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, the M25 still very slow anti-clockwise. Junctions 21A to 19, so from Saltmuts and Albans to Watford, then from 18 to 16, Chorleywood to the M40, and the Brickettwood roundabout off Junction 21A. There are still delays coming down towards the M25. Also very, very busy now on the A5 at Dunstable. They've got this closure of the A505 off the A5 between Dunstable and Eaton Bray, and that causing queues up to Hotcliffe on the A5. Southbound coming down into Dunstable, looking very busy as well. Also delays down the A1 towards the Black Cat and Sandy roundabouts, then the Lepra the Stevenage stretch looking very slow looks very busy around Clockpill as well especially coming down the southbound side of the A6 and also looks very slow through Sill so Russell Holding BBC Three Counties Radio Russell thank you very much indeed I don't think Bernie quite understands the concept of undercutting but if we live in a capitalist society then what's the problem with Tesco charging less than everyone else where have Tesco gone wrong local and vocal across beds hearts and bucks this is BBC Three Counties Radio It's 8 o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Luton Council defends busway figures. Bedfordshire Police pledge after race ruling. An MP wants Naira money paid back. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Borough Council has described the first year's use of the guided busway to Dunstable as encouraging, despite passenger numbers being well below their predictions. The business plan anticipated 9,000 trips a day for the £90 million project. However, there are just 3,800 in figures up to the end of June. The busway's use is to be extended to include a service to Leighton Buzzard and Milton Keynes, but there are mixed views from residents. I've never used it, no. I think it's a waste of money, to be honest. My sister-in-law got stuck up it um, and caused a load of damage to her car. Um, I think the signs are insufficient. It's great. I use it because I go to Dunstable College and it takes me five minutes to get there and it's always on time. 
The National Black Police Association is calling for senior officers in the Bedfordshire force to be held to account for the race discrimination suffered by a sergeant who says he was passed over for promotion. An employment tribunal has awarded 48-year-old Sergeant Harmit Bara more than £200,000 in compensation. The Deputy Chief Constable of Beds Police, John Boucher, says they need to learn from the case and move on. People of Bedfordshire can be reassured that we as a force and all of our staff are determined to serve them. Whatever the diversity of the community and whoever in the community, we just want to help the people that we serve. And we will learn from the judgment. We'll make sure that Mr Farah helps us learn from the judgment and I think it's just time to move forward. The Labour leader, Ed Miliband, will address his party's conference in Manchester today and unveil a new tax on homes worth more than £2 million to raise money for the NHS. He'll also make promises on housing, education and wages. The US has carried out its first attacks on Islamic State militants in Syria. Arab nations also took part in the airstrikes, but Downing Street say no British forces were involved. Harvard-based Tesco says its new chief financial officer is joining the company immediately, three months earlier than originally planned. Uh, the, um, the new manager was previously in the same post at Marks & Spencer. It follows yesterday's announcement by Tesco that it had overstated its half-year profit guidance by £250 million. Plans to bring a controversial large freshwater aquarium project to Bedfordshire appear to be over. Naira has had five years in which to submit detailed plans for the scheme, which was loaned around £4 million of taxpayers' money. However, the time limit for planning permission ran out over the weekend. Now the MP for Mid-Bedfordshire, Nadine Dorries, wants the money paid back. Naira have had £4 million of taxpayers' money and what I want to see is that money come back to central beds and to back to benefit council taxpayers because they are the people who are paid for this. An 89-year-old man has been tricked by a bogus water company worker in Milton Keynes who called at his home on Sunday evening. It happened in Great Home. A vanity case with jewellery was stolen. In sport, Milton Keynes dons host Bradford in the third round of the League Cup tonight. The weather, a chilly start, but a largely dry and fine day with sunny spells, cloud increasing later this afternoon, a maximum temperature 19 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. I like the mushy peas. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's brilliant. The community's there. It's a little bit of London in the countryside. Exploring where you live. Down there in Smith's, I believe that the first draft of Magna Carta was drawn up in there. All this week, we're exploring St Albans. Push the boat out, over-mortgage yourself and come and live here. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning! Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Catherine Boyle is there. Morning, Catherine. Did you want to say? Oh, there we go. She's talking She's talking to a phone callist. Wow, you see, she's working. Lots to talk about this morning. The Luton to Dunstable busway. Was it £90 million well spent? Is racism alive and well in beds, hearts and bucks? And where has Tesco gone wrong? They're struggling, aren't they? And I don't quite know why. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, 
Use of the Luton Guided Busway is still well below council predictions a year since it opened. Uh, The 2008 business plan anticipated 9,000 trips a day. However, figures out today reveal there are just 3,800 journeys being made each day. The amount of trips on the route for the year is expected to reach just 41% of the council's predicted usage. Well, Luton Conservative councillor Mike Garrett has been a long-time critic of the £90 million scheme. Told you so. He was brainwashed by officers to support this busway. But most of the Labour members who <laughs> talked to them were not necessarily in favour of it. But the Labour Party in Luton, as we've heard many times, don't have a re- free vote in council. They have to apply to vote what um, the um, leaders of the Labour group in Luton want. Well, we'll come to Justin Deal in a second. Uh, the, the gentleman that Mike Garrett was accusing of being brainwashed joins me now, Luton Councillor Dave Taylor. You've been brainwashed, Dave. Good morning, Ian. Morning. I, I, I don't think so. I've been logical and I've been practical um, in looking at the, the, at the busway um, since I took over the responsibility. And, OK, the figures in 2008 were, were ambitious. I mean, when you put in the business case of the government, you're not going to understate your case. So you, you, you lie? You're embellish. Well, no, not, not, not really. No, no, you're not lying. You exaggerate. You did, well, it, it was a prediction. If you had a crystal ball, yeah. um, you could see. Um, but, but, but unfortunately, we don't have a crystal ball. But so you embellish. Estimate, embellish. Embellish the figures. Well, you, you always pump up the figures more than anything else to say, rather than reduce your figures. You Did wouldn't you? say, oh, well, we'll only get 300,000. I didn't know you'd do that. Well, I, of, well, of, course you, of course you do, Ian. You embellish to the government when you're trying to get £80 million pounds off of course, them. Of course you do. Gosh, of I'm course, so of naive. Of course you do. So you, you, you wouldn't say... I mean, it's 59% down on predicted usage. That's quite some embellishment, isn't well, it? Well, I, I look at it this way. I mean, the figures... The fir- first year, the anniversary's coming up on Thursday. Yep. Uh, the, the, the anniversary of the busway. And the first three quarters, uh, the figures that have been released, are over a million passengers have used the busway. So in its first year of operation, it'll be 1.3 million passengers yep. will have used the busway. And that, that's, that's, an, that's a big figure in anybody's money. It was predicted to be 3.4 million. So it's it's yeah. that's you know it's a, a million is a big number one point three million is yeah. big but that's yeah. two million I mean, down. We, we've had and you look at other cases. You look at Eurostar's business case. I mean they've just reached their predicted figures, which they predicted in around two thousand and two. Mm. But I mean you know, with, with with the economy um, and the recession etc. Uh, we're looking forward to having the busway as a means of regenerating the whole area. And don't forget, it's a joint project with Central Beds, and they always wax lyrical about the busway. And Arriva have announced a brand new service on, on, on the busway. Um, from from Luton to Dunstable to mm. Leighton Buzzard um, and Milton Keynes, which will take a half an hour off, off the normal journey time. You must be disappointed, though. I, I, no, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm pleased that 1.3 million passengers have decided that, that they see the benefits of the busway. When you were hoping for 3.4 million? Well, we, 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 we're always hoping for a lot more. But yeah. we, we will get there. We well, will get there. How long do you think it will take to get there? Well, I don't know. I haven't got my crystal ball with me today. Yeah. So, hopefully, it, it, the, the busway is there. And I always say to people, it's not an end, but it's a means. It means to an end. So, in 10 years' time, if we both sit in here together, we can, we can be joyous at the figures that, that we've eventually reached. £80 million. It's, it's one thing embellishing when you're, you're, you're getting money from the government, although that's still my money, £80 million. But you've also, uh, £10 or £11 million is, is from the local area. Isn't it? That's right. So, did you embellish the figures when you tried? You were selling it to the public here. No, 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 that was under Section 106. That was the money that the two local authorities would contribute to it. Right. Because when you get a government grant, the same as 10A, you see the work going on at the moment. Yep. 
um, you never get the full amount. Yeah. Um, you have to put a proportion of it in. But that does mean that, that people here were uh, lied to, the, the figures were em- embellished, because they would have been think, you know, using the same figures that you gave the government. The no, public I might mean, feel misled. I, I, I'm, I'm not... I'm, uh, definition of telling a lie is, is you knowingly mislead someone. But you said you've embellished, but, but, so you knew you were eight, misleading. Eight years ago, yeah. uh, six years ago, rather, sorry, um, you try and predict ahead what the figures will be. Yeah. Embellishment would imply a certain amount of jiggery-pokery. Well, I mean, it's rather than understate, you're not going to say, well, we're going to understate the figures. Okay. You're going to say, we predict by 2014 XYZ... Um, uh, will be the busway figures. Okay. And six years. I mean, if I can predict what's going to happen in six years' time, yeah. you know, I'd be, I'd be, uh, I'd be a rich man. Uh, but uh, but uh, uh, it could be argued that to be fifty nine percent down, six almost sixty percent down on the figures that you submitted, someone needs to go back and do their maths again, don't they? Well, no. If we can go back six years ago and do the maths again, um, you, you know we would. But I mean, the problem. It doesn't got... feel like you're taking any responsibility well, for being sixty percent out uh, yeah. and, and saying that that was an okay thing in, to do in, to get no, uh, no, ninety million in, quid. In two thousand and eight, um, the recession just started, and of course, it's biz- businesses were, were were reducing in size, businesses were collapsing, um, and it was indicated then that at the time we we couldn't we couldn't see you know what was going to happen in 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 six years time mm. but you have to be proactive and you have to be ambitious and say this is what we expect and embellish passengers to carry yeah. okay. embellishment uh, yeah okay J- justin mm. uh, we'll come to your the, the, the noise in a second but you've been speaking to people this morning who've been using the service haven't you what have they been saying well yeah absolutely uh, people coming off the buses um having their say most people that use the service think it's absolutely fantastic yeah. here's what they had to say this morning. And I give this guarantee. Oh, hang on, that's Gordon Brown. I don't think Gordon Brown's been using the busway. Hang on a second. No, I, I, did, I did see him on there once. <laughs> hang on a second. This is what we wanted. I think it's an excellent service, to be honest with you. It's very, very quick. It's very, very reasonable. It's very frequent. And to be honest with you, I've stayed in many towns and worked in many towns in the UK, and this is definitely one of the best bus services I've used. Now, when you're on those buses, are they empty most of the time? Uh, they're usually very, very busy here to the station. The station usually, yes, they do empty quite a lot, um, but there's still a good half a dozen to a dozen people going to the airport, and on the way back from the airport, about the same. £90 million, then. As far as you're concerned, it sounds like you think that's good value for money. I think if you want to attract business people to Luton uh, and provide connections to the station and the airport, absolutely. I think it's very, it's very good that I can just catch a bus right outside my house. It can take me straight to the station and just let me go to anywhere, essentially. Um, the service is very consistent. Um, I think it would be nicer if it was a bit more frequent, but realistically, it's great. It's, the buses are always on, well, most of the time on time. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. So the people who use it, Dave, they love it. Yeah. So how do we, how do we get more people using it? Absolutely. How do we get more people using it? Yeah, yeah. When they see the benefits of it, you've heard, yeah. fast, reliable, frequent. Yeah. And the times I use the busway is pretty regularly. And as you're going up Hatter's Way, you see Hatter's Way on the left-hand side, and you see the traffic jam. And I, and I, and I always kind of smile to myself as I'm doing 50 mile an hour in the bus. Yeah. Um, so how do we get more people on there? Yeah. That's what you need to do, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. We need to promote the busway. Yeah. And, 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 and not, 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 not say it's, you know, I mean, you talked about it's 80, 80, 81 million pounds, the government grant, 90 million pounds. But in 10 years' time, we'll be saying that's good value for money. So the more people that use it, I mean, it tracks other people on there. The word gets around that the busway is fast, frequent and reliable. 
Um, and you ask the bus companies, mm. you know, Arriva are, are, are investing in a new service because they see the benefits of it. Now, we want this to be a success, but you, you'd understand why, why we're questioning £90 million. Pounds. Well, ab- absolutely, yeah. But we want people to get on there, that's the thing. Yeah. We, 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 it would be great in a year's yeah. time, a couple of years' time, yeah, to yeah. say... this is the first year of operation, yep. and I think, you know, the, the figures, we can, all, we can always, you know, disseminate the figures and say, well, this should have achieved this, that and the other. Um, but yeah, I mean it's 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 fantastic, and when people use it, um, they continue to use okay. it, and they tell their friends. The and people, it's... the people that use it, love it. But Justin, we, we, th- this noise situation, just yeah, it's not great at all. Some people, of course, have been, uh, and we've spoken to them. They've been forced out of their homes. They've sold their properties because the noise is so bad. Um, Dave, I'm sure, will be interested to hear this. Here's what locals have been saying to me who live just off Jeans Way in Dunstable. To put it bluntly, terrible. Quarter six in the morning. Boom, 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 and oh, God, you're awake. So this morning, I was awake a quarter to six this morning because of that boom, 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 boom. You're laying on your pillar, and it's like an amplifier, and the sound comes right the way through you. I'm an old-age pensioner. I'm 87, and I want a bit of sleep in the morning, and I can do something during the day. But no, I woke up in the morning, and there I am dozing on. It's just as bad. And my granddaughter stayed a few months ago to look after my cat while I went away, and she went home after two nights. She couldn't stand it, because it woke her up at 20 to 6. It's more in the front of the bungalow. It's a, it's a whooshy noise out in the garden, but indoors it's sort of boom, 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 boom. And they done all that filling in and spent all that money, and it was a waste of time. I, I received an old-fashioned letter this week a proper letter in an envelope from a couple that were uh, that live on the busway and they are upset by the, and they described it as the boom 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 what's being done about that noise mm, dave mm. yeah i mean we've done what we possibly could about it i mean we've 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 looked we had the acoustic consultants and we decided to, uh, after many experiments to use a particular filler that you use in car parks because I think the problem is the joints between the yeah. concrete beams and that's not worked has it and apparently not yeah and, you know, I, I think I'd, I'd love to go down there and listen myself because I've been on the busway many, many times. Yeah. And I can't really... You can, you can hear a dull thud, but it's, I thought it was confined to the bus itself. I suppose if, if your house is next door to it, 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 it can be. Actually, yeah. why do, well, can we send you down there with Justin Dealey yeah. to go to one of those houses yeah. and have yeah, a little let, listen? Let's, let's book an appointment. We're going to go and have Brilliant. a listen. But, we, you know, I mean, we've, we're trying. We're yeah. trying. Oh, I know you we've, are. We've, we've tried. Yep. And if there was a solution to the problem... Um, let us know what it is. So are you, say, are you saying that you've, you've, you've exhausted all your possibilities and, and people may just have to live with it? I think, I think there, there may be... I mean, for every problem there's a solution. Uh, it just may, it may some time to try and find what the solution okay. to this problem I'll is. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll, we'll, we'll fix you up with Justin, unfortunately. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and, no, uh, I'll get on well with Justin. He's a, he's a nice guy. He's all right. Uh, Davis, nice to see you. Thanks for coming in yeah, this no morning. Prob- no problem. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. That's very busy now on the roads. The uh, A1 certainly very slow down towards the Black Cat roundabout, queuing on the approach to the Sandy roundabout and then long delays coming down towards and past the Stevenage stretch. Once you get past Stevenage, it actually picks up again. Uh, there are delays on the A5 around the Dunstable area. We've got the A505 closed uh, at Dunstable because of roadworks and northbound traffic. very slow from there up to Hotcliffe. Also uh, delays uh, on the M20. 25, very slow anti-clockwise junctions 21A to 19 from St Albans to Watford and 18 to 16 from Chorleywood to the M40. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Right, it's 8.17. It is Tuesday, the 23rd of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A senior Luton councillor says figures for the controversial guided busway to Dunstable were embellished to secure government funding. The business plan anticipated 9,000 trips a day for the £90 million project. However, there are just 3,800 fig- uh, in figures up to the end of June. The National Black Police Association is calling for senior officers in the Bedfordshire firm to be held to account for race discrimination. And Hertfordshire-based Tesco has announced that its new chief financial officer is to start work today rather than December, the first as originally planned. BBC Three Counties Radio. With the second round victory still very fresh in the memory. MK Dons now have the chance to reach the fourth round for the first time in their history. Perfect still evening in front of the floodlights of Stadium MK. This would be the perfect script going into the game. Standing in their way is a Bradford side who know exactly how to win at Stadium MK. Dave Martin had absolutely no chance and Bradford City are stunning MK Dons. We'll have all the build-up, the whole game live and then your reactions at the final whistle. The third round of the League Cup, MK Dons versus Bradford, tonight from seven here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, dear. You all right? All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. All right, they're back. I don't think you can do that anymore, can you? Why not? I don't, are we allowed to do a Barrymore now? I don't, why not? All right, they're back. Oh, what's a hot spot not? <laughs> I mean, really, Jonathan Vernon Smith. Yes. What's on your show today? Let's get Tesco. straight to the meat and two Tesco. Veg. Oh. Tesco. Um, Hertfordshire-based supermarket Tesco has suspended four bosses after the company overstated how much profit they'd make in the next six months by £250 million. Chief Executive Dave Lewis has said he's disappointed and he'll now have to launch an investigation to find out how this happened. Mm. Tesco sales have not increased for the past four years, whilst pre-tax profits have fallen significantly. Meanwhile, shares have fallen to the lowest level in 11 years and development of the company's new flagship store just over the border in Cambridgeshire has been put on hold. Have you heard about this? They've no. mothballed a store. Gosh. They've just built it, spent loads of money building it, put new roundabout in, new road structure and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. And they said, actually, we're not going to open it. Wow. It's fair to say it's not been a good year for Tesco. So from nine this morning, I want us to talk about our our local, perhaps our biggest local company. I'm going to be asking you from nine this morning, what do you think Tesco could do to improve their image? 08459 455 555, as always, for your calls. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Interesting, isn't it? The whole Tesco thing. Well, I mean, the, the, Jonathan's looking at how uh, it could be improved. We've been asking this morning, where has it all gone wrong? Where has it all gone wrong? Because Tesco, I mean, it's still huge. But it looks like it's on the turn. Well, it definitely is on the turn. But where has it gone wrong? I know my, a couple of my well-to-do middle-class friends were boycotting it. They thought it was suffocating the market. It was killing local business. Uh, that, that, that's all right to do if you can afford it. But, 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 but I, I still use Tesco. I don't see a problem 
with it. I don't have the ethical questions that uh, some of my friends perhaps had. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call on that. Now, a retired Bedfordshire police officer says racial discrimination stopped him climbing the ranks. And it would seem that the law agrees. Last week, 48-year-old Hamit Barra was awarded more than £200,000 in compensation at an employment tribunal. Chief Constable Colette Paul said she hoped the decision not to appeal would enable everybody involved to move on. Barra says he can't do that until she holds those responsible to account. Well, John Azar is the chair of the Federation of Race Equality Councils. Morning, John. Hello, good morning. Are you, you surprised that we're still getting cases like this in 2014? Well, I'm not surprised uh, that we are still getting cases, but but they shouldn't be happening. Is is the long and short of it? Uh, in 2014, there is the Equality Act of 2010, which should protect everybody's rights. Uh, services across the country ought to accept that communities are very mixed. That the equality legislation has been in uh, existence for a long time, and yet you get surprises such as uh, this case where uh, organizations continue to discriminate and organizations get being taken to court. And, and, and I'm afraid uh, they are very slow in learning that if you discriminate against people, there are punitive measures sometimes which makes you uh, pay for it. We've been able, uh, uh, unable, John, to speak to either the police, police commissioner or the chief constable, but we have it on the record that Chief Constable Colette Paul has offered her sincerest apologies for the, quote, difficult and stressful time, unquote, that Sergeant Barra suffered and says she hopes the force's decision not to appeal will allow everyone to move on. Is that good enough, do you think, John? Should that be a full stop to this now? Well, I think from certainly from the information that I've gleaned since, since I became aware of, of this case, apparently uh, the people who would have been imposed, the chief constable and, and, and their deputies and people in nature, uh, were people who no longer work for Bedfordshire Police. And therefore, it's possible to assume that uh, the old guard have moved on and there's a new. A brand of management in, in Bedfordshire, and therefore uh, they are going to be taking things into hand and, and making sure that the service uh, is up to speed and, and managing appropriately. I think there are perhaps two issues. Uh, obviously, a victim of, of race discrimination uh, finds it quite difficult uh, to, to ensure that there aren't any punitive measures uh, to satisfy him or her. And therefore, if the victim feels that there's unfinished business, then I think the service ought to sit down with him to find out what uh, it's able to do to ensure that the, the victim is able to move on. But so, I think the starting point is the apology which the chief constable has issued, because usually services are not even recognizing the fact that they've discriminated and take any measures to apologise. John, so are, there, the starting point. are there still people who uh, uh, don't get jobs or don't get promotion because they're black or Asian? Is that Absol- still a common problem? Absolutely. Um, just a few weeks ago in, in, in the metropolitan area, uh, again, a, a constable, a, a woman constable, a uh, black woman, uh, successfully took the Met Police to, to employment tribunal and won compensation. Uh, there are cases 
all over the country where people perhaps don't end up in court, uh, but don't progress as much as they feel they should uh, because of skin color or other difference which exists, either they're lesbian or gay or disabled. So that persists within the country, and everything should be done to ensure that people and their uh, prosperity that they, they worked hard uh, for. The converse could be true, uh, John, in that some people, black and Asian people, who just aren't very good could could turn around and say, ah, oh, well, the reason I don't get that promotion, the reason I don't get that job is because um, because I'm black, when actually maybe they're just not very good. Oh, absolutely. I, I totally, totally agree with that, that, that uh, perspective as well. I think... Again, organizations don't have, managers don't have the right training and capacity to challenge uh, underperformance. And you'll find, again, within the pre-service, that instead of dealing with what is underperformance and people's inability to do the jobs, as soon as somebody uh, complains about their performance, there's a counter-complaint about uh, discrimination. And officers are petrified that if they don't tackle it properly, it's going to affect their promotion themselves. And therefore, they pass it on either to the Department of Professional Standards or to another senior. And therefore, don't tackle the primary issue, which is underperformance. And until those two things are tackled, it's very difficult to know whether people continue to persistently discriminate or that there's a minority of people within the workforce who are underperforming and therefore using the cloak of discrimination to cover up the underperformance. They are absolutely right. John, thank you very much indeed. John Azar, uh, Chair of the Federation of Race Equality Councils. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Twinkling away there, Boyle. Yeah, I can't help it. Yeah, a little twinkler. Who have we got on the phones? Mary. Hello, Mary. Hello, darling. Hello, my love. Where have Tesco's gone wrong? Well, I, I've been shopping at Tesco's for quite a while, darling. Let's say the value is not too bad, yes. but the service is deplorable. Oh. And I can assure you that many people agree with me that shopping at Tesco's is equivalent to shopping at a cattle market. Well, I've not seen um, uh, any cattle wandering around. No, what, what, what service? It, it, what, why is the service so bad, in your opinion? Well, because because it is. For instance, the surveillance has been out of action for over a year. The surveillance. Yeah, the surveillance. You know, the surveillance in the store itself. You mean the and security camera? Some, yeah, and they employ someone to stand there, what? you know, as if it worked, which it hasn't worked. Why would why would why would the, the fact that the security camera isn't working? impact well, on well, your shopping well, experience. Well, you, will have, you will have to ask Tesco's that, darling, because I asked the same question. But, you see, if you're going to start running a big store, you not only have to attract your customers, say, if you have a little cafe where people can have a cup of tea or something, yeah. then that will attract customers. Yeah, we, well, yeah, it's, it's, it, you, you want to attract customers. I'm just wondering why the CCTV not working upsets you. Is it the well, security card? Have you got beef with I, the security? I, I should know, darling. I had my bag stolen. Ah. And I can assure you it has not been working for almost a year. Okay. Well, and you said the, you said no. the customer service is bad. I've always found the customer service in Tesco excellent. Whenever I've I've gone up to a young uh, gentleman or lady and asked for, I don't know, the olives, they've taken me to the oil the the aisle the oil aisle. Oh yeah, I'm not I'm not complaining about the workers. The workers are very not bad, very very good, you know. Yeah. But very Tesco's not bad. itself, 
the service to the public has gone downhill. And unless they input, unless they make stores that are yes. a pleasure to shop in, pleasure. it will continue to go should, down, down. Should it. grocery shopping really be a pleasure? Isn't it? It's just one of those of course, chores. Oh, for goodness sake, of course it should. Really? In any in any civilized, if you take a, if you go shopping with a, a lot pleasure? of pleasure, I hate I hate food shopping. Well, if you go shopping, darling, shopping should be pleasure, not a bloody punishment. If I go shopping with my grandchildren, yes. it'd be lovely to be able to sit down in a little cafe, have a cup of tea, and then wander around the store, oh. and that will encourage no. people to come in. I want to get in and out as quickly as possible. Pardon? Mary, thanks very much. <laughs> she, it's an interesting point. I'd never thought of that, 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 t- yeah. that shopping should be a pleasure, not a bloody chore. Depends how much time you've got, isn't it? When I do food it, shopping... It, what is it? When I do food shopping, I just want to get in and out as quickly as possible. I don't want to. I don't want to enjoy it. There's no pleasure in food shopping. I'll have that, 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 and that. Oh, let's get some of that. Beautiful. Bish bash bosh. Wallop. I'm off. You don't want to mooch around with a coffee in hand. No, of course so chat not. Chat to uh, the fine produce aisle. No, I don't want to chat to anybody. I want to get in and out, shake it all about. By the way, you gave yourself away with your middle class roots. Why? If I have to ask where the olives are. (laughs) (laughs) Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, it's been very slow down the A1 this morning. We've got the usual bottlenecks at the Black Cat and Sandy roundabouts and then that Stevenage stretch queuing almost back as far as Letchworth. So that looking very slow uh, this morning. There are also delays on the A5, not helped by the closure of the A505 off the A5 at Dunstable, where they've been doing some uh, road works. The northbound A5, very busy up into Hotcliffe. And there are also uh, delays on the southbound side, well, both directions really through uh, Dunstable, the usual uh, rush out delays building up there. The M1 uh, hasn't been too bad this morning. It seems to be moving relatively well. It's been a bit busy around Junction 9 southbound the turn for the A5. There are delays on the A509 south at Olney. Uh, M25 looking slow clockwise now around Junction 25. The A10N field turn and anti-clockwise very slow. 20 to 16 from Kings Langley to the M40. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A senior Luton councillor has told this programme figures for the controversial guided busway to Dunstable were embellished to secure government funding. The business plan anticipated 9,000 trips a day for the £90 million project. However, there are just 3,800 in figures up to the end of June. Harvard-based Tesco has announced that its new chief financial officer is to start work today rather than December the 1st, as originally planned. His first job will be to deal with the disclosure yesterday that the company had overstated its latest profit estimate by £250 million. And the Labour leader Ed Miliband will address his party's conference in Manchester today and unveil a new tax on homes worth more than £2 million to raise money for the NHS. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Dons host Bradford in the third round of the League Cup tonight, just a week after losing to the Yorkshire side at Stadium MK in the league. Manager Cole Robinson says he'll make changes to the side, which beat Crew 6-1 on Saturday. But one or two changes will be made, three or three possibly changes, um, because we want to freshen things up a little bit, and we've got we've got a massive game away on Saturday. Mm. I'm sure I need everyone to be at it and ready and ready to go. We were well beaten here last Tuesday by the, by the team that were playing. Now, that's the truth, and we need to make sure that we don't do it again. 
And there's commentary on MK Dons versus Bradford in tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven. Tonight's other third round ties include Arsenal versus Southampton and Liverpool versus Middlesbrough. Watford say they expect head coach Oscar Garcia to return to work this week after a week-long stay in hospital after he suffered chest pains. Andy Murray has spoken publicly for the first time about comments he made on the eve of the Scottish referendum. Murray was criticised for sending a tweet supporting independence but says he looks forward to competing for Great Britain for the rest of his career. I don't regret giving an opinion. I think everyone should be allowed that. The way I did it, yeah, wasn't something I would I would do again. Uh, I think you know it's very emotional day for a lot of a lot of Scottish people and and the whole the whole country and the whole of the UK and yeah the way the way it was worded the way I sent it that's not really in my character I don't normally do stuff like that and US Ryder Cup golf captain Tom Watson says his team will be targeting Wobensee and Poulter as they seek to win the competition on European soil for the first time in 21 years Watson has described Poulter as a talismanic figure as practice continues today ahead of Friday's start BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's, um... Oh, do you, do you, you, uh, you with me or not? Yeah, go on. Let's uh, just uh, take a moment to set up our stall again. I think it got blown over in the wind. Mm-hmm. Um, racism. Yes. Is it still happening? Is it still holding you back in 2014? We spoke earlier on to a retired Bedfordshire police officer who's won his case for, for uh, racial discrimination. 200,000 smackaroos, though. That's got, that's got to ease the pain a bit, hasn't it? But he's still saying that he doesn't feel like the problem is being addressed. They've given him the money, but they're not well, having well, a discussion about who's no, going to be uh, held accountable Interesting. I asked, when I asked him if, if this was a full stop, he said no. And the first thing he said was, no, I haven't received the money yet. Then the apology was second. Maybe that was just the way it fell out. I don't know, but maybe someone will read something into that. Uh, so, yeah, has, has uh, racial discrimination ever held you back? 08459 You just took a call. Are you allowed to discuss the call that won't come to air Kind of. I don't want to give too much detail, no. but it was someone who'd worked within a big institution yeah. uh, and said that this gentleman is not alone. It is bubbling away under the surface of a lot of big public institutions, like, for example, the police or probation service, she said, and she's experienced it firsthand, um, but the fact is that most people would look at the situation and say, weighing it up, is it worth making waves? 08459 455 555. We're also talking um, uh, about the busway. We'll get onto that in a second. I see we've got a couple of calls. Uh, but Tesco, we just spoke to uh, Mary. Um, what's wrong with Tesco is kind of the question we started with, but she's got me thinking. She thinks that food shopping should be a pleasurable experience. I don't enjoy any kind of shopping. Maybe I treated myself to the new Michael Palin book the other day. I was walking past a bookshop and I saw it and I thought, well, I could get it cheaper on, on Tinternet. But do you know what? I'm going to go in there, have a little route around and I will, I will buy that. And I did. And it was nice. I enjoyed that. Those kind of things should be fun mm-hmm. uh, experiences. Food shopping, going to your Tesco or your Asda or your, your, your Safeways, that shouldn't be fun. It's a chore. It depends how much time you've got on your there's no, there's no, There's no pleasure in it at all. But uh, it's probably been a long time since you were sitting at home twiddling your thumbs and thinking what shall I do with myself today that's a different proposition from nipping up on the way home and just thinking I'm going to get in and out and get home I've got so much stuff to do well, no, I've, but I have never in my life ever enjoyed food shopping it has always been a chore I choose my food shop on the basis of where I can park where I can walk yeah. freely where the produce is good no. where the staff are polite and helpful this, I, I buy the food where is nearest oh, no I don't I don't. I'll go a bit further for a nicer no. experience, a more relaxed experience. No, where I live, um, nearest to me is Tesco. Go there. If I'm in town, 
Nearest is a Waitrose. I'll go in there. The, the nearest. Really? Yeah, of course. Why, why, why would you go... I hate... I mean, I hate going in my local, local supermarket. I'd rather go the one further away. All right, let's, these are two questions. Should food shopping be a pleasurable experience and what makes you decide where you go shopping? For me, it's, it's, it's purely based on what's nearer. 08459 four double five five double five, And the busway. It's the busway's birthday on Thursday. We're throwing uh, a party. Uh, are you coming to the party, Catherine? Uh, I'm busy. When is it? It's going to be on Thursday. We're going to be playing this. Oh, count me in. But not until Thursday. Okay. Okay, guys, not until Thursday. I think I've got a window. Okay, <laughs> good, I would hope so. Uh, is it a waste of money? 90 million quid has been spent. The uh, council embellished their figures to get the money. They said it'll be something like 9,000 people, um, uh, 9, people a day? Is that right? Yes. Using it, it's 3,800 people a day. The figures were embellished. Your thoughts, please. Adrian's on the M1. Morning, Adrian. Morning, Ian. Your, your thoughts on the busway. Are you a fan of it? Not really, no. It's a bit of a waste of money, wasn't it, really? Go on, tell me why. Well, the road could have easily been a dual carriageway to connect to the M1, to the Luton uh, airport, and make it more of a usable road. The road then could have been used for... Ambulances, fire brigade, cars. police. But if it had Get been if, if it had been just a dual carriageway, it would still be chock a block, wouldn't it? No, because if you actually go on that road at the side of it, yeah, it's a, a single track road where if an ambulance needs to get through it. It struggles. Yes, but but how you, you, you can't uh, widen the road on the off chance that an ambulance will need to go down. It doesn't happen that it's often, a does it? It's a heavy-duty road where people use it a lot, so therefore it would have been common sense to do so. Well, really, but... To, Supply to, and demand, really. Well, yeah, but how... Well, OK, what's the demand for ambulances up and down there? How often does an ambulance go up well, and down there? Well, near the L&D's quite close to it, Ian. I thought that would have been a, a contributing factor. You, know, you, you got me there on a technicality, Adrian. I can't I'm argue that. <laughs> well, well done. Stay there, because Dave, Dave, you disagree, don't you? Well, yeah. I mean, I agree with the busway. But, you, why do you um, think the busway is so good? Well, it is. It gets you from Dunstable to Luton in seven minutes when you get on at the first and last. But my question is, those people who live near it, uh, are they the only people who complain by James Wyatt? Because the people who live at Topper Stanton Road a lot closer... Uh, and my second point is that it used to be a railway line. What was them people doing? What would they do when they got the old cement lorry travelling up and down every, every, all night long, you know? The, the cement lorry? Oh, what, with the trains on? Yeah. yeah. How long ago was that, though? Well, that was probably... I was in South Africa then, but it was probably about 15 years ago. That. Yeah, well, maybe some of those people didn't live there. And you could understand if a, if a new uh, mode of transport is introduced but right at the end of your back garden and it's noisy, you could understand why they'd be upset, can't you? Yeah, but I, I think there's a bit of sour grapes here because I remember when they were building the busway, that people had encroached on it and got their gazebos on the busway and using it as a, a greenhouses and all that, you know. They, they borrowed that bit of land for some time. So you you're, you're saying that the the uh, the people who are complaining uh, about the constant boom 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 yeah. uh, they they're just jealous they've got sour grapes. Well, well no, I mean I, I they should they should just yet. shut up and, and live with it. Oh, no, I walked down there yesterday and and there in Jeans Way they've got a crossover where you can walk from the the footpath yeah. across the busway 
into Jean's Way. And I stood there, wrapped my radio on, and went back to the busway, and you could hardly tell when the bus went past. And I was only next to the busway. So do you think they're making it up a bit? Well, I think that they're... I mean, I'd love to go and stand in one of their houses and hear what the noise is. Dave, thank you very much indeed. Well, I, 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 listen, I've, I've already got a councillor going round to one of their houses with Justin Daly. I think I'd be pushing it a little bit if I started inviting listeners to other listeners' houses. Although he does sound like a delightful chap. He sounds like a very nice chap. Um, I t- he's reminded me, I tell you what you don't see anymore, because he mentioned his radio. I'm yeah. assuming he's got headphones on. You don't see old fellas with, uh, like, a little tranny anymore, do you? You used to get old fellas all the time with little trannies. They had to hold it in their hand because you yeah, yeah, yeah. the belt. Well, I used to go um, work in B jams years ago. There's this old boy that would come in. What's, what are you pulling face for, Kels? What's a tranny to you? Transistor radio. Oh, I'll grow up, mate. It's <laughs> what it is to everyone, Kelly. Seriously, I didn't know that. You thought I was talking about transvestites? Yeah. Grow up, mate. That's offensive. Yeah, that is offensive. I was thinking, why would you carry one in his hand? They can walk. Not all of them. But you always used to get an old fella with a little tranny blaring out, and he used to, this fella used to come into BJ's with his tranny on, and we loved it. Walking down the street with it, blaring out, it was wonderful. You don't see that anymore, do you? No. Why is that? People do it on their phones now. Smaller radios. No. You can get a smaller radio now. Why? Pop it in your pocket. Pop it in your pocket. 08459 Uh Racism. Uh, does it still happen? Of course it still happens. We know it still happens. How prevalent uh, is it? And if you've suffered it at work, give us a call. Lisa, not your real name, is on the line. Morning, Lisa. Good morning. What would you like to say? Um, I'd like to say that before you made the comment when you asked how prevalent it is, and I, I can't believe you could possibly be so naive, um, I think it is very prevalent, um, particularly in Bedfordshire, and I think because it's such a small borough, everybody knows everybody. So if you are facing racism in an institution like the police in Bedfordshire or schools in Bedfordshire, it's very difficult to get something done because everybody is watching everybody else's back. And I've, of course, had experience of this. Um, My daughter was at a private school and um, I made a complaint about racism and it's the way you are treated when you raise a complaint about racism. Lisa, you're black, are you? Yes. Okay, right. So, so what, what happened uh, to, to, for you to complain and how were you treated? Um, what happened was, and this is a difficulty as well because this is 2014, a teacher is not going to say you N-word or you... So it's not going to be blatant, but when certain things don't add up... For, exa- for example? Period, so when um, your child is achieving but still the targets and the grades are not matching that, when they're not put forward for something that they should be, when the teacher speaks at um, parents' evenings and they're talking as if your child is not going to achieve, but your child has already achieved. And, you know, it, it was blatant. But if it you're, was, can I, can I, let, me, let me play uh, devil's advocate for, for a second. Yes. How do you know... That at the parents' evening, the teacher wasn't talking the same way about children to white parents. Well, this is what you have to do, because... Um, well, how do you, you know? know? I'm, I'm in my 40s now, so 
You don't. When you start okay. these things, obviously you get to know parents. The majority of the parents at the school were white. Right, but how do so you know the teacher wasn't speaking the same way about their that's children? What I'm saying. You speak to other parents. So you ask other parents. And, exactly. And right. to be honest with you, what really shocked me was when another um, very conservative, seemingly parent, came to me and had seen something. So, this, like I said, it's blatant. And one thing I, I find quite incredible is the schools are quite willing to accept and don't seem so offended when you speak about sexism, when you yeah. say that, well, you know, the math teacher doesn't have such expectations of girls. But if you speak about racism, it's that person's got a chip on their shoulder. Oh, no, and, you know, you are treated like an Lisa, outcast. let me ask you one more question. You say your child yeah. wasn't getting the grades you thought they deserve. Oh, no, no, no. She, she got the grades. Oh, you, you said, you said the, she wasn't getting good enough grades. The expectations and the pushing and the giving the work. and the, So it, it's what the teacher is doing. It's not what the child is doing. Uh, you know, it's, it's difficult to... So was your teacher? Get, was your child getting the grades that they should have been getting? She did in the end, but that was despite. Right. That was despite. Well, maybe, maybe maybe she started. Maybe she started off uh, uh, at a low point, and no, the no, teaching no, no. and the teaching was so good that she managed to raise no, her game. Sorry, I'm I, I'm not explaining it well. She did. I'm talking about when she did her exams. But yes, she was always getting. It, it was a selective school. She always did well. But, and I'm saying to you, this is, a, this is a reality, and I would love someone to really look into this like they looked into racism in the police force. It really is a reality, and I was really disappointed when I asked my local MP, Alistair Burt, um, in on it, because it was blatant and it was evidence-based, and he didn't want to know, and then you find out that he's connected to the school, and then well, the police do, okay. do little or nothing. Lisa, so what I'm saying to you yes. is... it. Is it epidemic? But can I just say one point? The footballer well, yesterday... You've got 20 who, seconds, Lisa, because we're late for the so, travel already. Apologies. The footballer yesterday, I think he should have made a complaint, because... Oh, what, I, well, no, I don't want to go into Balotelli, I think she's talking about. You see, I know my footballers. I don't particularly want to get involved in that. It's not, it's not really what we're talking about. Lisa, thank you very much indeed. She asked a question. Racism in the police force, we, we apparently know about. Uh, racism in schools, from teachers towards pupils and parents, does that exist? 08459 555 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, thankfully, Ian, I'm not aware of any uh, accidents on major routes, but there is a report of one on Grove Road in Hitchin, which I'm told is partly blocked, so thanks to Louise who called that in. As far as the major routes are concerned, the M25, uh, very slow anti-clockwise from around Junction 18, around 16, the M40. Got delays down the A1 towards the Black Cat and Sandy roundabouts, then the stretch coming down towards and past Stevenage. Still slow, but it's eased a little bit to how it was earlier on. Very busy uh, up into uh, Hockcliffe on the A5 northbound, not helped by the closure of the A505 off the A5 at Dunstable and the A5 in both directions looking very busy uh, there. Uh, Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio. Russell, thank you very much. Right, 8.47, it's Tuesday the 23rd of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A senior Luton councillor says figures for the controversial guided busway to Dunstable were embellished to secure government funding. Hertfordshire-based Tesco has announced its new chief financial officer is to start work today rather than December the 1st, as originally planned. 
And the Labour leader, Ed Miliband, will address his party's conference in Manchester today and unveil a new tax on homes worth more than £2 million to raise money for the NHS. Coming up, Justin Dealey will be sleeping with pets, but before that, here's the weather with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a chilly start right the way across to all three counties. Temperatures in single figures for most just about edging up at the moment, but around 8 Celsius predominantly. We have got some lovely clear spells with blue sky, but also a little bit of cloud. It's quite high cloud, though, so it is gradually lifting. There's a bit of mist and fog in there as well, and the Met Office still has a yellow weather warning in place for parts of Buckinghamshire because of that fog visibility in some parts reduced to less than 100 metres. But once it lifts, we'll get some sunny spells and temperatures rising nicely. We're looking at a maximum later on this afternoon of around 19 celsius overnight tonight our coolest or chilliest part is going to be before midnight so we've got lengthy clear spells uh, before that so the temperature will fall away fairly readily it's after that that it will start to become a little more mild as we head through to dawn as we have a cold front sinking south but it brings with it increased cloud and also outbreaks of rain so just warming things up slightly but the minimum temperature before that at seven celsius so first thing tomorrow morning we may have a bit of residual cloud and a bit of patchy rain around but it will clear away fairly quickly uh, first thing and then we can get some sunny spells basically a few showers perhaps tomorrow afternoon but most places dry in a maximum temperature of 18 celsius and that's your forecast every weekday morning local opinions well i think it's a very difficult uh, proposition you really cannot l- allow your heart to rule your head local stories i wanted to call my house hardcore mansions they refused that on two separate occasions i wasn't leaving the house through the fear as to what i would find when i came back local life i bought a card within three months it's rusty they said that the deposit would be forthcoming it wasn't the jvs show weekdays from nine on bbc three counties radio call 08459 455 555 bbc three counties radio are you banging on about bets what are you banging on about in my ear bets that lady sounds like she's saying cool Oh, wait, four, five, nine. Well, the ma- like with the man who says um, beds, hards and bucks? Yeah. Let's have a little listen. You think she's saying cool? Yeah. Every weekday morning. Oh, no, oh, no. Hang on. Um, this one. Call oh. 08459. Cool. Four, five, Hang on, five, beds, hards and bucks. Five. BBC Three Counties oh. Radio. Well, that was fun. Justin! <laughs> Morning, boss. Hey. Yeah. You know some mornings, right? Mm. It, it takes you three minutes to get your trousers on because you keep putting your foot in the wrong leg hole and you keep falling over. Yep, seconded. That's what this whole show has felt like to me today, that I'm, I'm struggling to put my trousers on. Why? Just, you know, I'm just not... I'm just... It's not quite with it today, man. I haven't got the vibe. Can not I just tell anyone who is alarmed by that thought that he does have his trousers on? My, my trousers... It's a metaphor. They're back to front, though. Yeah. I'm like Chris Cross. Jump! Jump! <laughs> you say, hey boss, once yes. I presented a programme naked, fully naked, um, with a webcam. And Where was the was webcam? For, well, it was just, just a Wally webcam. Yeah. <laughs> Had to be very careful yep. where I moved. It was all for charity. Oh, for goodness sakes. I, I hate charity. Why? I just think, come on, guys. It makes people take their clothes off yeah, it makes, a makes lot. It's a great thing. Nah. How, how much did you raise? Um, about £2.50. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I'll stop there. Yeah, I was going to start totting it up. Which bit? No, um, yeah, I was going to make a joke about... I already did it. Justin! Pound each and then 50. Yeah. I'm glad that's all he raised. It wasn't. <laughs> Justin, anyway. pets, 
sleeping with their owners and vice versa. Is there anything wrong with having an animal curled up asleep on your bed, having a little snuggle in the night? You know it's wrong. Daily Mail today. Survey reveals more than half of cat and dog owners, they lose sleep because their animals wake them up early. Velvet does wake me up, yes. Now, you want to be the fine pet owners who sleep with their pets. Ian, I can tell you, these people were easy to find, these disgusting (laughs) human beings. Here's what happened on the streets earlier on today. Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. Lee, you have a dog. Tell us about your dog. Well, little Charlie, my little white fox terrier, love him. About that big, about a foot long, just love him to pieces, best friend. Now, please tell me that he doesn't sleep in the bed with you. He does sneak up and make his way onto the bed, yes. So he sleeps in the bed with you how many days a week? About four or five. (laughs) Right, Okay. What would he say to anybody who says, that is absolutely disgusting, you are a foul human being? Well, he doesn't mess in the bed, so there's nothing wrong in that. He doesn't molt, it keeps me warm, there's no problem. Maybe going to swap that dog for a lady one day? Yes, hopefully. The lucky lady might want to join both of us. But the thing is, though, if you're trying to attract a lady, how do you think she's going to feel when she finds out that you sleep in the same bed as your dog? She might be a dog lover as well, and she might do the same. And we can all just be friends together. The ladies, the ladies. The ladies' perspective with Ian Lee across beds, hearts and bucks. The ladies, the ladies. It's Nancy. She's from Australia. (laughs) How are you, Nancy? I'm very well, thank you, yes. Enjoyed my stay here. It's been beautiful. Excellent. Now, when you get back to Australia, you have got dogs. Does your dog sleep in your bed with you? He sleeps on my bed, yes. Yeah, he does. Can I ask why? Because I love him. (laughs) (laughs) He's a very spoiled dog. So what would you say to our listeners who who are maybe screaming at the radio saying, that's disgusting? (laughs) What do you say to those people? Oh, you don't know what it's like to have a pet. A lot of people have got pets, but they don't sleep in in the same bed as their owner, though. Well, some people think it's unhealthy, but he sleeps on the top of my bed. He doesn't get down under the sheets or anything. He mm-hmm. sleeps at the end of the bed. And I'm not the only one that has their dogs sleeping on their beds. So he doesn't wake you up in the middle of the night or anything like that? Oh, he does a couple of times, but I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sound fantastic. Thank you so much. And before you go, Jason Donovan, look at me. I base my image on Jason Donovan. That man is a legend and a legend of your fantastic country. That's right, he certainly is. Very popular. Yeah, he's loved by a lot of the Aussies. Especially for you. <laughs> I want to show you how special you are to me. What do you think? <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Lovely. It's been lovely talking to you. It has. Uh, we take it to the streets every day. Very rare we meet an Aussie on the streets. Thank you, madam. Take care. That's all right. Thanks a lot. Beautiful. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. You happy with that, Just? Are you, you, you happy with you it? Think that, you, do you think that, that you singing, especially for you, is broadcast quality? I think so. Okay. I can't see anybody complaining or hear people complaining. Yeah. You got time for a quick chat after the show? Yeah. Okay. We done? For the moment, yeah. Okay. Cheers, boss. Bye. Okay. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah. 
So should... Sorry? And me. Should shopping be a pleasure? What's gone wrong with Tesco's? Hazel's in Welland. Morning, Hazel. Good morning, Ian. Food shopping's not a pleasure. It's a chore, isn't it? Oh, it is so, yes. It's awful. Yeah. Where's the, where's the fun in choosing which cheese you're going to have <laughs> and which frozen pizza you're going to buy? Yeah, I... Um... I get as near as I can, and I go early because uh, I like to get a parking place as near to the door as I can. Yep. And I get the trolley, and I go in, get what I want, pay for it, come out, and drive off. That's it. And I'm I'm um, retired, so it's not that I haven't got time to wander around. Life is too sh- unless you're in a fancy food boutique, you know, unless you've been given a voucher for your birthday or something <laughs> to go somewhere posh, you know, like a cheese specialist. Or there's no, there's no pleasure in it at all. No, and that that grandmother who likes to have a cup of coffee oh. and wander around with oh, her three God. or four grandchildren is my idea of a nightmare. I hate people like that who take half a dozen kids. Oh, I take my two boys shopping, a man alive. I'm sure, Catherine, maybe you have the same thing with your girls. It, it is, it's just like trying to herd cats, isn't it? No. Yeah. Oh, really? No, my girls are very, very well behaved. Really? Yeah. My boys want to stand up in the trolley and go surfing. Oh, no, I don't allow that. My girls are working from the moment we set foot in that shop. Mummy needs five apples. Go, you, go. Wow. I need bananas. You, go. Hey, no, not good. those. Those are bruised. Put them back. That's good, isn't it, Hayes? We get yeah. out in half the time. Yeah. Hazel, thank you very much. I just want to squeeze in Richard in Stevenage. Good morning, Richard. Morning. What would you like to say, sir? I hate shopping. It's, it's the worst thing ever. Um, I, whenever my uh, wife takes me shopping, I always have a bit of a man strip in there because I want to get in and out as quickly as possible. I can't. I just can't stand being dragged around all the aisles. I don't. I, uh, d- does your wife enjoy the food shopping? <sighs> just, just like spending money, I think. Oh man! In, 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 in general, but she's been, she's gone to the uh, online shopping yeah. uh, recently. Yeah, that's, fan- yeah. that's fantastic. You know, she puts the order in, and then eight nine o'clock at night, some guy comes around with all the bags. Yeah. And everything. In the fridge, I, yeah, I like it, but Richard, thank you very much. My um, boy got hold of my wife's telephone the other day. Here's a lesson to all of you. He somehow accessed the Waitrose online shopping. She took the phone off of him. He had, uh, in the basket, was £1,400 worth of food. <laughs> Greedy little so-and-so. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, most of the major routes are pretty much as you'd expect. Usual delays coming down the A1 towards the Black Cat and Sandy roundabouts. Busy but easing around the Stevenage area, uh, but uh, certainly busy on the approach to Junction 7, the turn for the A602. M25, there are queues on the anti-clockwise side and patches between Junctions 19 and 16 from Watford to the M40. And we had a report that Grove Road in Hitchin was blocked by an accident. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. I think we just about got away with it this morning. Well done, guys. If you want to get in touch with me while I'm off air, you can. Hey, someone sent me... I've actually received letters the last couple of days. Proper old-fashioned letters in envelopes. You can send me those. Or you can email if you want, I suppose. Ian.ly, I-A-I-N dot L-double-E at bbc.co.uk. Don't forget to go to iTunes and download the Best of Podcast. 
podcast. Oh, what a plum. JVS is up next. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in... What do you think Tesco could do to improve their image? Hertfordshire-based supermarket 